two days in a row. What? The Jamaican restaurant did not have oxtail. Two days in a row when I went there. Well, they have. Now the weekend, you didn't get you didn't get that before the church folks got out. This, I did, and they said, "Oh, we're sorry. Um, oh, we don't have oxtail right now. Um, you have to come back a little later on." And I was just like, "No." What you eating, Trey? Um, some. <laughs> I got a box of that Publix fried chicken. Oh, okay. And some macaroni salad and baked beans. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. But nobody, nobody went to Popeyes. I tried. That line was all around the parking lot. I refuse Bye. to even because the way mine is, it's like hard to get up in there anyway. And I'm just like, no, nah, I'm just go on the Wendy's. And Wendy's tried to have a little line. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what is don't, happening? Don't don't do to Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's got that chicken sandwich two for five. Oh. Huh? Yeah, they they trying to they trying to they trying to win y'all back. That's what that's what the deal is. They were all courteous and stuff like, "Hello, thank you for coming to Wendy's. Take a minute to look at the menu. I'll be right back." I said, "Oh, oh okay." That, wait, hold on. Is that an electronic? Is that an electronic white woman? No, voice? it was the girl, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what is happening?" <laughs> a lie. <laughs> 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 Hi, how you doing? Take a moment. We'll be right back. I was so like I didn't even know what to say. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Did you pinch yourself? <laughs> I, I'm like looking around, like, am I? Am I doing? <laughs> I think they were like, you know, what Chick Fil A closed today. We gonna up our uh, customer service skills. Latria is <laughs> like, who? Me? A whole black woman? <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to wash my hands because, you know, I've been sopping up um, baked bean (laughs) juice. (laughs) But yeah, Ken, yesterday I went at like five o'clock in the afternoon. And can you believe these people were just like, yeah, um, we ran out of um, oxtail. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. On a Saturday afternoon at five? Do you not know that people do not <laughs> on a Saturday? When all the early gets upset, like the full accent comes out. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. <laughs> Saturday afternoon at five o'clock and you don't have oxtail. You know that oxtail is the most popular thing that people come to a Jamaican restaurant. I had half a mind to say, there is a Kroger right down the street. You should have said, close the door. Close the door, go home. Put up a close eye. <laughs> yes. I was like, Shut it down. <laughs> I can literally go to the market and buy oxtail, and I will bring it here. And y'all will cook it for me. How about that? Wow. Um, you don't want that oxtail. They may have shat in it. Right. I'm just, I was, and she's like, well, we have um, curry goat and curry chicken. And I don't want no curry goat. Soup. I want oxtail. And I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't want any of those things. I came here for If Popeye came to the restaurant and you had, didn't have spinach, you ain't going to serve Popeye um, arugula. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I'm hanging up this one. Did I press this button? Really? Why is 
that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all supposed to just say something nice? It's showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast or at our website, SSNPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Today is Sunday, November the 3rd, 2019. Um, I hope y'all all set your clocks back or whatever the shit's supposed to happen. Of course, in 2019, your computer tends to do it for you or your phone or whatever, so... Mm-hmm. Right, but mm-hmm. let's get but into set this. Your, set your ovens and your microwaves. Yeah, I, I got to set both of them right now, always <laughs> as soon as we get off of this. But yeah, let's get into it, because we got a lot to talk about. So first up, this Harriet Tubman shit. All right. <clears throat> All right. I'm not even going to introduce... He's not even going to introduce nobody. He's just, he goes oh, right oh, into shit. It. Sorry. Uh, he my don't name is, care about what we yeah. watch. He was like, My name is Brandon. No, we got things to do. My right. name is Brandon. I'm here with Latria. Hello. Ali. If you work at a Jamaican restaurant, make sure you got oxtail. <laughs> <laughs> I got to oh. include that clip at the beginning now. Thank you. And Ken. Hello. All right. So, um, the Harriet Tubman thing. So, I got, I don't, listen. I was content to not review this movie because, you know, like the whole thing about Cynthia Revo and the, all the stuff that she said and her getting this part. And, and the fact that on this press tour, she's refused to apologize for what the things that she said and claiming that she, A, she didn't say to her, B, were miscontextualizing what she said. And so, you know, as far as catering to younger people, it's been a shit show, this movie, as far as like that's been concerned. Uh, older people who wait on Twitter don't know about any of this stuff, I guess. So, you know, they aren't really, I guess, I don't know what that what that is like for them. Um, but Friday, oh, Friday, um, a series of tweets started going around on the internet about the Harriet movie, you know, starring Cynthia Revo and Janelle Monet and Leslie Odom Jr. and directed by Cassie Lemons. Cassie Lemons, of course, you know, she's a black director, um, black female director. That's a, you know, very rare in Hollywood at her level. She did Eve's Bayou and talked to me before this. Um, there was a tweet going around claiming that, that Harriet was a white savior movie. Not just one tweet, a series of tweets. Because it started because uh, one of these um, ADOS accounts, y'all know about this ADOS thing, right? No, what is it? So ADOS, it stands for African Descendant of Slavery. Um, it's a positioning well, that people use um, mostly in social media, but it's spreading, I think, into an actual mm-hmm. social political movement outside of that to distinguish themselves from... Black British people and Black African people and Black Caribbean people because oh of issues that you're having, you know, in these fights online. You know how Black folks, you know, from different yeah. parts of the world 
fight and argue over, you know, who's really black and whose culture is better and all that kind of stuff. Um, right. This is black Americans, like one, some of the ones who are fed up trying to fight back. But of course, you know, it's mostly dudes. Uh, well, my sister says also mostly bots. Um, so I don't really know. But I already saw what you're talking about. So I know what you are. Right. Know what you, yeah, because you put it in the group. That's why I, that's, that's why I yeah. went and started looking when I saw your. Yeah. I, was, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so they were saying that Harriet was a white savior movie that they. Um, Invented a black bounty hunter played by Omar Dorsey to be the main villain, they said, of the movie, who's out to catch Harriet Tubman. And the white man shoots um, the black bounty hunter to save Harriet Tubman's life. And so they were mad twice over. One, they were mad that there was a black bounty hunter um, and they added Cassie Lemons. And um, I don't know if they added Gregory Allen Howard, who's... Um, who's the writer? So they had never picked up an Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, they're, they're, they're saying that they want um, them to cite their sources that Harriet Tubman actually um, encountered. No, I'm a just black saying the fact hunter. that they didn't that they didn't believe that there was a black bounty hunter. I'm just saying, have they never read That's, history? Yeah, that was the other part. They didn't want to. Be, they didn't believe that there had ever been um, black. There were black slave owners. Like, say, what? I said Gregory <laughs> Allen Howard, not, not Gregory Howard, Howard Allen. It's Gregory Allen Howard. He still was yeah. the first screenwriter, and then Cassie Lemons rewrote his screenplay. He's also a producer. Um, and they went in to cite their sources. Um, and then it became, you know, the white man shoots him at the end of the picture, the, um, the black bounty hunter, so that he can save Harriet. It's a white savior movie. They turn Harriet into a white savior movie. And because, you know, people on the internet, there are two things they love to do. They love to not read. And they love to talk about the things that they haven't read at length in volume. Mm-hmm. And so that shit spread like wildfire. And it was like, they turned Harry into a white savior movie, boycott Comcast, because the movie is produced by Focus Features, which is the indie production arm of Universal, which is owned by Comcast. <laughs> um, and it was like, there's a whole thing about this. And it spread, you know, it was back and spread over to Facebook within an actual day. You know, Facebook usually gets shit, shit like a week later. This shit was like momentary, momentarily. So I know Cassie Lemons to be somebody who, and I wouldn't think that she would be so goddamn irresponsible as, so as far as to make a Harriet Tubman picture into a white savior movie. So I go and consult first, like, a movie, like, one of those movie spoiler websites where they, like, list the entire plot of the picture down, um, beat by beat. And so it turns out that they either are, um, people saying this are either dumb or being willfully ignorant. They're miscontextualizing things that happen in the movie in order to try to make the movie sound even worse than, than the movie is to try to get people not to see it because these are the same people. Some of them didn't want Cynthia Reeves to play his part. Part. A lot of people had, you know, they people with sense who said she shouldn't do that because she said all these things about Black American people. Some of them are p- promoting this false narrative of the movie in order to add on to that. It should be enough to where you don't want to see it because she's in it. You don't have to start lying about shit in order to do that. And that's because that's, that's where I, I can't abide by people telling lies on things for these sorts of purposes. Y'all, because y'all did that shit to the Nate Parker picture, Birth of a Nation, and y'all know I don't like Nate Parker. I ain't liked him for years. 
He don't like me. He probably caught me some sort of a, I don't know, um, sinner, faggot, dick sucker, feminizing oh. black male, whatever whoa, the fuck. Whoa, you know, whoa, all whoa. Kind of shit. Um, whoa. I whoa. thought this was a family show. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, I don't see I don't see anything I can't spell. But there was this whole thing going around with the Birth of a Nation movie about how it was like there was it was filled with um rape of women and everything, things that, you know. And everything like I mean they did they added this thing here and there and used this motive it, like they were like twenty five percent correct and the other seventy five was exaggeration because they didn't like Nate Parker like the movie Birth of a Nation we reviewed it when it came out well I mean I mean I remember John didn't like it Kareem loved it and I didn't really care for it I thought it I thought Nate Parker had some sort of, I thought he had skill as a visual director. But none as a screenwriter. I thought the dialogue was flat. Uh, the acting was sort of kind of herky jerky. Um, so, in order to make sure that I could properly talk about the Harriet Tubman movie, I went to go see it, like just now. I just got back before we started the show, just to make sure that I wasn't like, because I felt weird quoting like an online spoiler thing. I wanted to make sure I see it with my own eyes so I could properly talk about it and give it a review and everything. Right. So first up, let's review and let's just look at the movie in and of itself. Um, so I texted y'all 40 minutes into the movie, so y'all know what that means when I do that. <laughs> yeah, um, so I, I letter grade, it's like C plus, B minus. I'm more leaning towards C plus. Um it's violently boring for the first 40 minutes. And a Harry Tubman movie should not be violently boring. Um, the movie... Violently all, boring as in it makes you want to fight somebody boring? As in this... The whole movie in general feels like the ABC movie of the week. Just shot in CinemaScope. The first 40 minutes really feel like the ABC movie of the week. With no finesse at all, period. Because this is the period where... Harry Tubman is um Amarita um is is a was it um they call her Minty with her, with her real name um Minty Ross where and Cynthia Rivo's been directed to sort of kind of act <laughs> oh Lord Jesus the whole entire time in this part of the movie and it gets kind of tiring and like the you know like the cinematography is really sort of kind of pedestrian it's adequate everything about that part of the movie is adequate and kind of subpar and a lot of the other actors are I think they got a lot of these people from theater like Leslie Odom Jr. and they're kind of doing they're doing a little bit too much they're like acting for the back row because um, even Cynthia Rebo of course comes from theater as well um, yeah, Araminta Ross I didn't make sure I pronounced it properly um, and 40 Minutes In is where she leads her family about, you know, to freedom and the whole thing about her, you know, put, pull out the guns for somebody who wants to go back and everything. And that's the point where the character actually becomes like, you know, Harriet Tubman, you know, the Harriet Tubman of legend. And the movie gets better from there because they give Cynthia Revo a couple of like these monologues to do, you know. And she's like, you know, like, we'll be free. Freedom is so important. God is going to lead me and everything like that. The rest of the movie is still kind of sitting on its hind legs. Um, Did they do this... Um Nicki Minaj soundbite at that point when she turned into Harriet Tubman? No, they did not. (laughs) 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 Do you think Harriet Tubman was out here wearing a shoddy dress while she was taking slaves? 
<laughs> I would have preferred Nick Minaj oh directing the Harriet Tubman movie because <laughs> that would have just been exciting. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 so TV movie of the week. Like, and as far as her acting, Cynthia Revo is fine. Like her monologues are good. That first forty minutes was not good. No, it was played to nobody's strengths. Um, how long? How long was the movie in total? Too goddamn long. Um, oh <laughs> hold on, because <laughs> I, I listen. I felt the length of the movie. Like I could have easily, if you would brought me like the the avid file, I could have cut a good strong ten minutes at least out of the movie without any sweat. It is one hundred and twenty five minutes long, which is only like two hours and five minutes, but it, it felt longer. It felt like a. Mm. I won't tell that joke. Um, so, in order to discuss the Harriet thing, I have to spoil the entire movie, just so we're clear. Um, is everybody okay with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, if you don't want to be spelled on Harriet, please um, um, look at these timestamps that are being in your show notes and move ahead to, like, a regular review section. I just got to get this out because I, I just left the theater, like... Mm half an hour ago, and while it's fresh. Um, and so I can discuss. So the thing about the Black Bounty Hunter, so her her owner, or the, the son of the owner, because the owner, like, because, like, she prays for the owner to die, and he dies, and the son sees it, so she's like, you know, it's, it's, um, um, in word, Winch got some spooky, you know, powers or whatever. Uh, she got a connection to God. What are we gonna do? That uh, sort of thing. They hire um, a black bounty hunter to, and um, to try to find her and a black tracker who looks like Michael Jackson in 1979 to um, help find catch them. The black tracker sees Harriet praying to God and, and like um, every time she prays and or she falls out has a vision because you know the thing about Harriet Tubman that you know from history is that she was hit in the head as a teenager when she was 13 by a cruel slave a cruel slave owner. And from there on, she suffered from like um sleeping spells and um visions. And she says those are the those visions are what helped her to lead people to freedom and um and out of slavery. The movie doubles down on that and basically turns her into Jean Grey. So she has like precognition, basically, as far as the movie is concerned. She sees things before they happen. She see, she knows people are in danger. She knows where danger is. Jesus tells her, go this way, go that way. So I got my Harriet sense. It's tingling. Exactly. She has <laughs> Harriet sense. No, no that's, that sounds more like the force. <laughs> oh, oh, God. We go sci-fi to shit. <laughs> this discussion, no. aren't we? You know what? I was, you know what? I was really saying, I, I almost told you I would rather wait for Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer to come out. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, Abraham Lincoln? Vampire yeah, there's actually Slayer. a book or a comic book or something called that, Harriet Tubman and Demon Slayer. <laughs> but yes, so they hired a black bounty hunter to try to find her, and like in the black tracker looks like Michael Jackson. He sees her praying and he eventually defects and becomes part of her team. Got a, I was, I was about got to a say, white face that could look like Michael Jackson. Got that? a black face. <laughs> Words were a little bit different, but I was literally about to sing that. Lord Jesus. <laughs> I was gonna say light skinned coon, but you know, mm. close enough. Can <laughs> this is eerie? We gotta stop being uh, so, but and so, and so, like, um, so when she goes to so 
when Harriet escapes the first time, she makes it to Philadelphia to meet William Steele, played by Leslie Odom Jr., and Marie, played by Janelle Monet. Marie is not a real character. She's like the Jackie to um, Harriet Tubman's Tina Turner. She's created as a composite of other women who Harriet Tubman knew in Philadelphia to be her friend and confidant, so we see the same person every time. It's that thing they do in movies. Um, and so Harriet decides she's going to go back and, you know, get the rest of her family and get other people as well because people are here, you know, ooh, somebody's bringing slaves to freedom. And so they all start, you know, like, and so she starts people bring like, she is, um, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Admitted into the secret order of the Underground Railroad, question mark? Like, as a secret order. And she's the only woman. At least as far as we saw, like, she's the only woman, only woman conductor. So she, you know, she goes to these missions to go and save people from slavery. And it's like a montage set to um, Center Man by Nina Simone when she's saving them. Uh, and they, you know, are out looking for Moses, who they think is like either a black man or a white man in blackface. Before they learn that it's, you know, the former Araminta Ross and goes to the white man's plantation to try to um, hang him and his mama at the stake or whatever. And so they decide they're going to try to, um, we're going to find her, that black bitch and we're going to get her. We're going to be ready when she gets here. She's already there and, and getting her nieces and nephews out <laughs> as they out there. <laughs> she done broke in the house and, and uh, tied the white people up and got her uh, her niece in there, with, um, got the gun trained on them. This part is fine. It'd be better on television. It's really not theatrical quality. It's this, all this stuff here. Um there is a lot of um, yes, we can energy as far as like behind like the um, angle of Harriet Tubman, you know, standing up to not just um, slavery, but to uh, William Steele as a black man who doesn't believe that she can do all this stuff. You can't go, you can't go down there, Harriet. And Leslie Odom Jr., who needs to be directed properly, to know that he's not on stage, might want to, you know, take it back a few you know, degrees, just a few. You can't go down there, Harriet. It's too dangerous. Don't you tell me what I can't do. I'm going down there. You know, that sort of thing. Um, Let me be black. <laughs> it is very much black acting school. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, right. and so the black bounty hunter thing, so the thing people are talking about, so they find out that it's Harriet Tubman, that she's Moses, so, and they find out she's in Philadelphia, so they go and they um, torture Marie and kill Marie while, while um, Harriet Tubman watches because she can't because um, they just passed the uh, Fugitive Slave Act in 1850, and so they're trying to send everybody to Canada. And she doesn't get on the boat because she wants to go say goodbye to Marie, which is a which is the most contrived plot convenience. Because listen, if you're a fugitive and Marie is free, it's more important for you to get your ass on that boat than it is for you to go back and say goodbye. You can write a post. You can write a letter. Well, you came because she's going to be dead. Um, and she gets there to see them <laughs> killing her because um, oh, she won't get them information. And she know when they cost one of them a cracker and everybody laughed. Um, in the theater, I mean. <laughs> um, were, there white, were there older white people in there? Older white people and older black people. I was probably the youngest person in that, in that theater. Older white it's, people love these movies. They, they, yeah. Um. <laughs> like, seriously, they really do. Because they've been told by the newspaper that this is the important underlying and italicized oh film God. to see. And mm. so they go see it. That reminds me of when I went to see, what was that movie with uh, Cookie Lion? Um, Taraji P. Talk to me. Not talk to me. Oh, uh, the one about the school board thing? Hidden figures? 
No, she was black exploitation. Uh, oh, uh, fi- um, 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 not, fi- not brown sugar. Um, she was saying about that movie. It came out in January. Yeah. Um, shit, what's that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was talking about an older white couple, in, like a few older white people, and they're like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. The name, yeah, the name of the movie was just the name of the character she plays, right? Who knows? Are you talking about the one where she was an assassin? Yes. Yeah, Proud kind of Mary. Oh, yeah, Proud go. Mary. Yes, same for me, Ken. They were in there. I'm like, uh... <laughs> right. Why are y'all watching it? So, and so... And, and so... <laughs> I do question the... So the reason why the Black Batting Hunter is in the movie, because there's no, of course, actual record of who Harriet encountered on her back and forth. Like, no detailed record to this degree, at least. You know? We got none of the people that she saved. We know that she encountered people and everything like that. But there's no, like, account of her encountering a black bounty hunter. But, of course, black bounty hunters did exist. People, men who are paid to track down um, runaway slaves. Black men. And, I mean, white ones primarily, but there were some black ones, too. If you see Underground, of course, one of the main characters is a white bounty hunter. Uh, The um, Christopher Maloney um, part. Uh, and they do use him to do a lot of the violence. Like, he's the one who literally kicks Jamone in the face multiple times to kill her. <gasps> oh, damn. Um, and then when um, Michael Jackson uh, tells them that he, <laughs> that, that he lost them, <laughs> which is a lie, um, he kicks my, um, the, both him and the white man kick Michael Jackson. The white man almost shoots Michael Jackson. And he's oh. like, <laughs> and he's like, you fucked up, nigga. Because <laughs> Omar Dorsey gets the only F word, F bomb in the PG 13 movie. Is that Hollywood? From Queen Sugar, is that who? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. It's Hollywood from Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, scary as shit too. I mean, he he's doing what they asked him to do, but oh my, God. but he's literally yeah. snotly whiplash with the white mm-hmm. man, and the white man is is as well. The white man that um I think it's Joe Allen. He's been in other stuff. He's terrible in this. He's so over the top, like Leonardo DiCaprio as Calvin Candy. Which doesn't fit this movie. Um, but so and so, like when Harry goes back to get her father and her mom and everybody, she sends them up in the boat, and she has Michael Jackson take them in the boat while she. Um, I keep calling Michael Jackson. That's, that's who the fuck he looks I like. Um, I keep she, laughing every she time leads, you say it. She leads the she leads the white man and the black bounty hunter off to the side. So and they're chasing her. And he he tells the black bounty hunter, "I want her alive because they want to capture her and torture her." Mm-hmm. They want her. They want her alive for that. He, but he's sitting there trying to shoot her and kill her. So the white man shoots him. It's like I said, alive. And that's people. Where people say, oh, Harry was saved by the white man. That's what they're saying that he did. But he's he takes right. off after her to catch her, and she gets her gun and she shoots him the fuck in the hand, and holds mm-hmm. him up. It tells him to get off the horse, and they have this long back and forth like um like like theater stage theater scene about how you know. I always liked you, and I know you like me. I ain't never liked you. I know how a little boy, because they knew from each other from kids, a little boy could think he could own people. You don't own people. You're going to die right here. But not today. Mm. Later, in a battlefield, fighting for a lost cause. She's basically cursing him to die in the Civil War is what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Because you know her visions, Jesus told her he's coming down in the Civil War. And so she takes his horse and his gun and rides off and leaves him stranded out there in the woods. Come on, message. Mm. Um, that's where I had people mad. They're like, like, Harriet, let the white man go. 
It's the white savior movie. He saved this. That's the, the people were saying. And then the next scene is a little bit of her leading a battalion in South Carolina to free slaves on the plantation. The white people come out, seeing their slaves run out, and start trying to shoot at Harriet and love out a good strong forty something black black men in um in Union army suits. And she says, "Ready, aim, cut the camera." She's walking back home to fucking Canada. Harriet Tubman was one of the most... And they're putting the text up on the screen. You know, the movie's over. Harriet Tubman's one of the um, most important conductors in the Underground Railroad. She led battalions in the Civil War. Yes, yes, Mrs. Lemons. We would have liked to see that whole thing. Do you have the footage? We'd like to see the footage. Uh, what did Monique say? I would like to see it. I don't want to mm-hmm. see text titles. This is, is that where the money ran out? <laughs> um, and so the movie's basically over and it ends with Cynthia Revo singing a song over the end credits I guess that's why people what? were, were staying in their seats nobody got up when the picture finished nobody got up uh, what song did she sing? it's a new song that she wrote they wrote for the movie I don't know what it is uh, okay. about black freedom and everything but you know to freedom to freedom <laughs> should have played should have had Nicki Minaj rap on there right so yeah so <laughs> Ken, I, Ken, are you falling down the steps? What is happening? Are you okay, Ken? Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I thought I was on mute. <laughs> yeah, be careful, man. Be careful. But yeah, so I mean, I can't tell people. I should not tell people what you know. Like, don't see this, don't see that. But I wouldn't recommend seeing this. I mean, it's. I mean, even outside the controversy, I don't think it's a good theatrical film. Like, same thing with the Adams Family. I think this is feels TV-ish. I know it's a independent film, but there are things you could do that would make it look a little bit more worth paying a full price ticket for. Mm. Um, and also, the CGI is terrible in the movie. I should point that out as well. Mm. Um, oh, Deborah Martin Chase was the Yeah, producer. yeah, Deborah Martin Chase is the producer of it. I didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> like, every Why time... Why did Harriet CGI? Because uh, they had to take out, like, um, satellites and um, phone poles, and they had to put in the North Star and the, and the night sky... Because you know when you're filming out around these damn cities, you can't see the actual stars, so they got a CGI in um, actual star field into the sky, and you can tell. <laughs> and also, like you know, like they're CGIing in, like it's mostly sky replacements and taking out like modern things. That's what they do. That's I mean, okay, yeah. Because I don't, I don't like really. We need her to be. And I'm sure when they went to Philadelphia, that's probably a set someplace, and they built like a 3D Philadelphia circa 19, circa 1849, 1850 in the computer okay. someplace, and green screened it into the background. What was this film? Do you know? Uh, Virginia. It was filmed in Virginia and Tennessee. That's weird to me that they would like you would need the CGI. Like I can see certain things needing the CGI, but I guess it's also where the studios are. But there's plenty of backwoods in Tennessee and, and Virginia. Oh, yeah, so. they use a lot of backwoods. But I'm saying when you got to see the night sky, and because it's a Harriet Tubman picture, you got to see the North Star and all the stars, and you don't get any star coverage out. In, you mean in the country, you get more of it, but they want you know crystal clear because it's before the Industrial Revolution, so gotcha. or at the same time as at least. So mm-hmm. they CGI in some skies, and you can tell. Um, okay. But yeah, so that's that. Um, but I, I did want to make sure I saw it just so I could, because I listen. Don't if you, if somebody you don't like makes a movie, mm-hmm. you don't have to go see it, no matter how important, quote unquote, important the movie is. True. But don't make up stories about the damn thing. Right. That doesn't benefit anybody. It just that's that's ridiculous. Like the movie in and of itself. I didn't 
care too much for it. Actually, an older Black couple was walking to their seats as I was watching the end credits with their popcorn and their drinks in hand. And the wife, she asked me, because um, she sees me just standing there watching the credits, did you like it? And I turned to her and I said, you know what? I'm not sure. And she's like, I like, did a, like a double take, you know, when old Black women double takes. You're not sure? <laughs> and the husband was like, Diane, come sit down, wherever her name was. I don't think it was Diane. Um, no, I, I'm asking this, this, man, this man what, what he thought about the movie. <laughs> and so I told her, now, I don't know if I liked it or not because, I mean, it's, quote, it's not bad. It's just, it felt plain to me is how I explained it to her, like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's probably well, sitting there watching it right now, so... Yeah. According to Wikipedia, I didn't notice, but it says that Viola Davis was set to star and produce this she in ha- 2015. Yeah, she has her own separate um, project going. Huh. So she might it, make that, I think, for like HBO or something. Maybe. At some point. Hopefully it's better. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um. I... I I saw that for academic purposes. Not for academic purposes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of bummed because, like, you know, like, I, I didn't want to see it and everything, but you know, I saw it. And I'm like, I almost did walk out in the first 40 minutes. The first 40 minutes are terrible. My oh. I just feel bad. Cause it's like, because Cassie Lemons right now, she's at, she's literally right now shooting a Madam C.J. Walker Netflix miniseries starring um, Octavia Spencer and um, Blair Underwood. As the walkers. Mm. Is it going to be like this? Brandon, that, that just sounds like a whole bunch of no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate to say it. I, but I like Ken, it. it's our favorite. Your favorite what? maid. Favorite. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to say that. But I mean, okay. Um, Cassie is, needs to redeem herself, for one. <laughs> it sounds like, I even haven't seen the movie. Um, number she two, definitely does. I, Octavia Spencer learned, figures out how to play a maid in every film she's in. Um, I mean, she's literally played this, a lady who did the hot comb, so... What about, this, what about her movie that's out now, that Loose movie? Has anybody... Loose? It? I, I think you can buy it on oh, iTunes. Oh, is it called Loose? Is it called Loose or Loose? I think it's Loose. I thought it was Loose. Loose. That's what I've been saying. Loose. I believe it's for rental on iTunes right now. So mm. it's not in the theaters? It it's just came out. Limited release. Sometimes when movies are limited release, they will they will um put it on iTunes at the same time. Because IG has been promoting the hell out of it on my feed, see. and I'm really like, why? did I click on something like why? Yep, here it is. Let me see if I can actually watch it. If it's like no, I can rent it for five ninety nine right now. Oh, it's got ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I heard it was good. Sterling K. Brown mm-hmm. has um he's not the lead; he plays like a, like the dad or whatever. Okay, yeah. Sterling K. Brown. Wait, are you are you thinking of a different movie? Oh, I'm confusing it. You're, okay, you're yeah, thinking yeah. of Way. You're okay, thinking of Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the movie with um, Sterling K. Brown. Right, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah, but yeah, loose. Yeah, it's it's on it's on iTunes right now. You can rent it for five ninety nine. Um. So yeah. So that's that's Harriet. I um I saw that instead of seeing Jojo Rabbit because that's what I was supposed to see this weekend. So I had to see Jojo next weekend. But Ken, you saw Jojo Rabbit already. Would you like to review it for us? Um, can you give me like two minutes? I don't want. I, I was doing something. I know it's going to make noise, so I'm trying to keep myself on mute. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. 
I'll go ahead and talk about some of the other things that I saw, and then we'll get back to things that everybody else saw as well, because I know there's a couple of, like, um, what do you call it, um, group discussions we can have about some of these things. Yeah, um, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Hairspray again, um, the 2007 remake, the musical version. Was that the racist girl? With the racist girl, yes, Nikki, mm-hmm. Nikki Blasi, yeah. Um, she doesn't deserve to have how, her name said. <laughs> how, how ironic that she would turn out to be calling people in words, allegedly. When, right. she, when she's in a not quite so allegedly fight at the airport with her, her dad, a black woman, her and, and her mom. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hairspray is still a great music. I said on on Facebook that it was it the, that it was the best musical made in Hollywood in the last thirty years. And people were trying to say Dream Girls. I was like, no, I love Dream Girls. I know I love Dream Girls, hmm. but Hairspray is better. I might like Dream Girls better for. Reasons Motown, yeah, know, singing, yeah. Because honestly, if like they were both on, I would, I would probably be more inclined to like watch Hairspray than I would Dream Girls. Because I mean, the problem with Dream Girls, of course, I mean, also, but Dream Girls is, is heavier too. It it, it, it like. wants to be heavier, but it's not. Like Hairspray is very kind of like light and airy to me. Well, it's it. Well, the thing is, it's a light and airy movie about segregation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. It's it, it's trying it's sliding a knife in under it's like a, a bubblegum pop version. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is sort of kind of like like the like the like the twist that John Waters loves about it. It's like people think it's his safest film when then he's like, oh no, <laughs> we we, uh, we, we twisted right. it like, on purpose. Like you're gonna learn some lessons here while right. you're singing. <laughs> and in the remake, he plays a flasher, which is perfect casting for him. Yeah, I just love Matt. Uh, what's his name? Oh, shoot. Uh, Elijah Kelly? No. Zach uh, Efron, James Marsden? No, no. Christopher I Walken. I was about to say his name. No. Uh, Travolta. Yes, thank okay. you. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, how did I just instantly forget his name and I was about to say it? Like, I just loved him. Like, he was great. <laughs> the funny thing is, I had to, that, I, that performance had to grow on me because he's playing the part very differently Although from how I do it's written. love the, I do love the guy from the original. Well, I, well yeah, Divine. Original, but... Like, um, yes. Who, you know, like, so that part. Was that the 70s version? 1988. Oh, it was late 80s? Mm hmm. I thought it was way older than that. Mm-mm. Okay, 1988. So. Um, like Harvey Firestein played that part on Broadway. Yes, Broadway I loved Tracy. And so, <laughs> uh, John Travolta is trying his best to do like an authentic Maryland, um, Baltimore accent and everything, and she, he's playing the part more as a shut-in, like you know, dowdier and everything like that. And so it ha- it had to grow on me, but I- I've come yeah. around to it. Uh, more so than I have Dina Jones in Dreamgirls. So. Don't do Beyonce like that. Why does she do us like that? Hey, Harvey Firestein has the same birthday as me. Oh. Hey. <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. <laughs> um, I also watched the entire series of Noah's Ark, which there's only... Is that on YouTube or something? I I have I have to do. <laughs> but it is also on YouTube. Logo uploaded it all. Okay, tell me what that about. is about because I keep hearing that name. I have no clue what it's about. Noah's Ark is essentially the black gay version of Sex in the City. Um, it is about Noah oh. Nicholson, played by Daryl Stevens. He is a struggling wannabe indie screenwriter living in Los Angeles. 
Mm-hmm. Um, him and his best friends, because the ARC are his friends. Um, Alex, who is this is a flamboyant HIV counselor. Um, Ricky, who is the light-skinned whore of the group. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the one who's always sleeping with everybody and everybody. And Chance, who is the uptight, sort of kind of stuffy professor who teaches um, economics. So they, if you did this based on Golden Girls... I don't know the Golden Girls like that. <gasps> <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry, I don't. But they, there's literally a deleted scene in the pilot where they... Tag themselves with the proper Golden Girls characters. I'm I just sitting don't here know my, them. I'm sitting, here my, I'm sitting here in my Golden Girls coaster right now. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I only know. I mean, it's it's just such a classic show. I'm surprised you've never really watched it, Brandon. Like, oh, I've I watched just, it. I just don't. I just I, I I watched it when it was on. Is the problem? Yeah, like, I get it because they're <laughs> like I I I don't watch it, but every time I go home, my mom is watching it because it's perpetually in reruns. Right. Um, yeah. And I realized there were a lot of jokes I didn't get as a kid and a lot of things that they dealt with, like adult themes and stuff that I just wouldn't get. Right. Oh, um, that was some I'm, frisky old heifers. Right. It's like, I didn't realize what- I the guys, loved it. Like how much they were talking about sex. Like mm-hmm. old, old women having sex. Right. Um, as I was saying, well, yeah, I watched. And so it's about them like hanging out and Noah in particular, his dealings with a- fellow screenwriter named Wade, played by Jason Atwood, who is a straight guy who turns out to have an interest in men that he's never explored. Uh-huh. Patrick Ian Pope loves writing stories about um, straight guys, quote-unquote, turning gay. Because huh. punks mm. starring Rockman Dunbar is about that, too. Um, but yeah, it's a very silly sort of kind. It's like a cross between like a soap opera and a UPN sitcom. And I, I don't mm. mean any offense by saying that. That's, that's what right. kind of vibe it goes for. Um, it's fun, for the most part. It's very campy. Ali doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> no, Where is Ali? I don't know. Where do you know? His father called. He's on the phone with his uh-huh. father. Um, Noah can be a little bit flamboyant for some audiences. Mm. I mean, Alex, of course, too, but I think Al- people are more comfortable with Alex being flamboyant. Noah's sort of kind of like... They, they dress him in some pretty outrageous outfits every now and then. And he has a bad problem of every time he has a, a relationship problem, he goes to the bathroom, gets on his cell phone, and calls everybody else three-way. Oh, Lord. Plot device. Yeah, I unfortunately inherited our problems. I used to do, do that shit, too. <laughs> you guys, is this my Mr. Right? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> They're like, that's it? That's what you caught us for? You interrupted my 4G... For uh, for this, Ricky, shut up! He's just a she's a, just a hoe. <laughs> so that's Noah's arc. Um, watch the whole thing. There's only eighteen episodes, right? No, seventeen. And a movie. Seventeen. I did not watch the movie yet, but there is a movie. Um, Noah's Ark: Jumping the Broom, mm. which, as the title implies, is about marriage, uh, <laughs> mm. gay marriage in Massachusetts at the time because it was not legal in other places. <laughs> I think the only reason I remember that is because it, I thought I confused it with like another movie that was like called Jumping the Broom. Yeah, 2011, starring um, Paula Patton and um, um, Laz Charles. Alonzo. Yeah, and Laz Alonzo. Yeah. yeah, which is so weird. I think they and make um them? and uh, what's his masterpiece son? He Romeo. Was, Romeo. Romeo and uh, Angela Loretta Bassett Devine. played the mother. 
Yeah, Loretta Devine. And uh, what's the girl lady from Why Did I Get Married? Of course, Tasha, Loretta Devine. Tasha Smith. Yeah, yeah uh, Loretta Devine played Laz Alonzo's mama. Oh, and Mike Epps, my boo. It wasn't Laz Alonzo. He wasn't the groom. It was Pooch Hall. No, it was not. That was his friend, his cousin. No, Pooch Hall played the groom because Laz Alonzo was too old. Dude. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. I have <laughs> seen this movie a million times. Pooch Hall is like his like snooty friend. I swear it was Pooch Hall played the girl. No. Hold on. I'm gonna look it up. 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 Hold it's Laz. I promise I am not wrong. You probably I, not you probably ain't wrong. Hold on. I know this I literally watch it every time. Right, okay. I know you're not wrong, but let me look it up anyway. You're right. It's it is Laz, Laz Alonzo. What did Thank I think it was you. Pooch Hall? I just remember that and hairline. Megan Good, Megan Good, because that's when she met Devon. Because <laughs> he produced it. Because it, it's all it's about a, it's Jesus. I forgot. Because it's a, it's a TD Jakes production. Yeah, a TD Jakes production. He was working on because he. I think it's a uh-huh. Sony movie, right? And he ran the um, yeah. the faith division of Sony. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sony had a faith division. Why? Yeah, I think they still do. He moved to Fox and started the faith division at Fox. You know. He's, he don't, he don't just do the um the black movies. He produced those that um that came out this year with Chrissy Metz in it. Um, Breakthrough, yeah, Heaven is for Real, all of them he produces as well. Do they make money? Yes, they do. Breakthrough yes. made good money. It was the first. Really? That's the first um Fox film that Disney put out, and it was a it was a hit for what it was supposed to do. Oh wow! Okay, because I'm like I I remember I had free passes, and then I thought it was about. I'm like I'm good. <laughs> You don't love the Lord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to see. You don't want to see this baby come back to life. <laughs> um, but yeah, what else is on my list? I wrote it down. I said Nozark. I said Hairspray. Um, uh, I started watching episode number one of The Boys. Finally. <gasps> oh my! Wait, why did I thought you had watched it? Oh, yeah, I had, that's I, one of those shows that. All of us watching, you don't. Yeah. So did you like it? What did you think? It's good so far. Um, you know, I don't like that tone. I don't like that tone. It's not Brandon style at all. No, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's actually it's actually taking Brandon style and sort of kind of showing the the, the dark underbelly underneath that style. If you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying, it's like you know you know superheroes and everything, but it's like you know there's like there's sexual assault and there's murder, you know, and everything. What did you think about the fake flash part? Oh, did you um, gasp? <laughs> oh, no, I, di- I didn't gasp. Mm. Um, uh, I, 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 I did sort of kind of snicker at um, um, just the Usher playing. You know. I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did well in that part. He did. He, he, did, he was but, really you know, good. You know, He's so cute. It's him. I just, I just laugh. <laughs> oh, um, and this then was better. This was better. Like, I gotta go. This was better than like his turn in, in Shaft, which was like really corny. Yeah. All right. So Ken, um, let's go ahead and talk about um Jojo Rabbit. All right. So Jojo Rabbit, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Um, for those who are familiar, it's basically about a young boy um being indoctrinated into being a Nazi um in uh, World War II Germany, but whose mother is actually a uh what would you call her? Um, uh, housing an act, um, an actual Jewish woman or girl in their house secretly. Yeah. Um, and hilarity, hijinks, and tear jerkers ensue. Um, it's uh, you know, it's basically about um, you know, this kid just trying, you know, basically trying to make it through here and survive. And like, but it, it's injected with this 
whimsicalness of of like childhood um which but it also after like the first half of the film it gets very serious um but it, it's a very great message in it um the humor is excellent it's like it's it's like the humor is it's not slapstick it's more or less like the humor is very situational so it doesn't feel forced it feels very natural even when you have people doing zany outrageous things right we should we um, should mention that people who don't know Taika Waititi wrote and directed it and he stars yeah. he co-stars in it as um the little Hitler. boy's fictional fictional version of Adolf Hitler he imagines that yeah. as an imaginary his, friend Hitler's his imaginary friend yeah yeah um but also um I heard a review which I hated of uh, that said that it, how could dare you make a film about a a a, a, a child Nazi um but they forget the type um that boy man whose name I don't want to mispronounce uh Waititi um Taika Waititi, that he's actually Jewish. Yeah. Um, so um, all those naysayers need to shut up. And plus, um, Walt Disney back in 1943 made a 10-minute um, film called Education for Deaf, which is about the child Nazi soldier program. Really? Just It's animated. Yeah. 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 I wish I had better notes on it. But I mean, the cinematography um, is visually awesome. They do some really funny and clever things throughout the film um, to tell the story. Um, and it's kind of like interesting. There's like this dark sense of humor told through the eyes of a child. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, but it's like these, ch- you know, just like us, children are just trying to make sense of things, but in their own little way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the acting by the the child was excellent. Everybody, um, This film actually made me like, what's her name? Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Yes. I was I'm just like, about to ask you how she was. I'm like, wait a minute. Is she? Mm. It's like, but the thing is, I feel like it was more natural for her because she gets the number one play a white woman. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> God damn it. Um, number two, she I think she's she's goofy. Um, so it's, it's like, and the role does require her to be a little bit goofy. It's not over the top like other characters. She's probably mm-hmm. the least, probably one of the lesser over the top characters in the film. But her, but as a, mo- a mother trying to just like take care of her child and having like a sense of humor and light and like, you know, just trying to make sure that they don't think your child doesn't incur too much of like the darkness that's going on around you. She does an excellent job. I was like, wow, I'm actually here for her. Like, this is what she should be doing. You know right. what I'm saying? You know? But like I said, I think she's naturally probably more of a, like a goofy person. Cause, um, what was that movie? Don John, I believe it was, where she was with, uh, that guy with three names where he was like a porn addict and he, she started dating him and she was playing like a bimbo. I don't remember this. Uh-huh. I don't know that. Don, who was the guy who, I know you, this is, I know this guy's one of the Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Stuff. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think who has three uh, names? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like she did well in that movie so I'm like, okay, this is her lane because she did excellent. Um, I don't remember the little boy's name but he did well so the, the girl, woman playing, the girl playing the, um, Jewish girl, mm-hmm. um, the uh, course Tiger Tiger Waditi, him as like Hitler as your like best as your imaginary best friend was awesome. Um, it's like he, I saw in review where they needed he, like the movie should have had more Hitler. No, it had just the right amount of Hitler. He didn't need to be in there for the whole film, right? Uh, especially as an imaginary friend, right? Um, so, um, but my review, I would give it a. Um, I would probably, I mean. If not A plus, A minus. Um, I really enjoyed it. 
Okay. Uh, I think yeah. I can see why it's an Oscar contender. Um, some of these negative reviews, I don't understand that we not watch the same movie. I mean, <laughs> I saw, actually, Grace Randolph pissed me off because the first time I that's I, your I girl. Liked, <laughs> what? Y'all, Y'all break it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, her review Trouble was like in paradise. <laughs> her, her review was so wrong. Like it's not. It's above reproach that she got mad about the whole thing that. It was a movie about a little, uh, you know, Nazi child. And, I and don't she's think they should make a movie about a child becoming a Nazi. And conflating it with slavery and not making it a, a movie about uh, uh, the child of a, a slave master, which I'm sure there's a film like that produced by Disney somewhere in the vault. About um, by, by the child of a slave? I mean, I just saw it. It's called Harriet. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, also, on top of that, what else did they do? This um, she said she did, totally said the movie took place in a different time period than oh, it actually no. did. She said she tried to say it didn't t- take place during World War II when it actually did. So she was like, "There's so many things he did to cheat, and you know the child lot. You know she said stuff about the character was like false. One thing she did make a good point about in the in the movie, the child does get hurt, does get injured, but it's not like it like it's like t- he's terribly scarred." And I think he forgets he's supposed to have a limp or maybe they don't care anymore. Um, it, it wasn't so much that like it took away from the story, but um, she made a point of talking about that. I'm like, okay, I'll give that one to you. That's it. But um, beyond that, her, her review was trash. I kind of skimmed some other reviews and I'm like, I like after seeing it and I like the movie so much. I'm like, some of these reviews are just like, you just don't want to like the film. Um, so I could, I, if it's if it's, I'll give you people I like if it's an honest critique, I mean I'll admit yeah. that. Or if something you didn't like, I don't mind. But some of the stuff like it needs more Hitler, really. Or if they <laughs> get like things wrong, or they like they fully miss the boat on what things like have that happened in the movie. Like those critiques yeah. are sort of kind of like, what are you doing? What did you watch? Yeah. Did you take notes? Yeah. Did you, or did you or did you fall asleep? What happened here? Yeah, the the themes in the there are so many themes in the movie, but. Even if you don't like follow or catch all of them, it's mm-hmm. still a complete movie. There, it, but I mean, it's visually well shot. It's like, you know, you you even get a little bit of a, a World War II war movie in there, just a touch, right? And just enough. Like all the character, like almost all the characters to me are endearing. Right. Even even Rebel Wilson, who kind of get annoys <laughs> me as soon as she steps on screen. Now, <laughs> she just, it's just like when she steps on screen, I just want to turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> she's always, yeah, she's always yelling now in movies. It's weird. Um, she is no Melissa McCarthy. No, she's not. Uh, I did. I did. I just remember when you were mentioning things. Harriet, um, Terrence Blanchard did the score for it. Mm-hmm. It's probably the worst score of his I have ever heard. Oh wow, it's bad. And you know, I love Terrence. Um, Terrence Blanchard. He did a great score last year for Black Klansman. Oh, like, he really? Yeah, he got nominated. Didn't he? He did get nominated. He didn't win. Because they lost to um, Black Panther, Mitchell mm-hmm. um, to make sure he did get nominated. But the score in this movie and um, in um, Harry is bad. It's the, probably the worst thing about it. Is he the was trying to like, down. look, y'all don't ca- you you got y'all got me doing this blackity black movie, and I ain't win from the last one. So what do I care? Like, I, sw- I swear he stole pieces from other scores to do this and, and like just get it out. But it's like it. May, that's what makes it feel like a TV movie. It has like one of those, you know, TV movie scores where it's sort of kind of just like random and, you know, and and over, just over, like overzealous here and underzealous there. Like I was like, Terrence, sir, what happened? I don't know. But yeah, he got nominated last year for an Oscar. 
So, well, you know what happens. All right, so, is Ali back? No. <laughs> oh Lord! We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and go forward, though. So I'm sorry that was I was so on mute when you said that because I, I let out such a good laugh at that. Like no, Um. So, but we all saw at this point. We've all seen Dolomite is my name. The Eddie Murphy, um, Keegan Michael Key, Wesley Snipes, Dom Divine, Jerry Randolph, and uh, Titus Burgess movie on Netflix about the. Yeah. Um, Rudy Ray Moore and making a Dolomite. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember I saw it early and I reviewed it early. Um, but mm-hmm. I, let me, I mean, first I want y'all to tell me what y'all thought of the movie and I have some questions for y'all about the movie. Okay. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I just, I didn't, re- I didn't realize how, like, how much this version of Eddie Murphy I missed. Like, he was just, he was incredible. Wesley Snipes just stole, oh, my God. I don't even know, like, he, I don't know if he got a new agent, but he just needs to, like, do movies where he has, like, a sense of humor like this from now on because he was so spot on and over the top. Yes. And it was amazing. Mike Epps was Mike Epps, which is wonderful because I love him and he fine. <laughs> um, the lady, what is her name? The, who Divine lady? Joy Randolph. Oh, my, a delight. Like, I can't even pinpoint what it is about her. I liked her voice, like how she's, just everything about her I loved. And it was so good. And then that one point with, before they were going to the premiere, I like almost cried. <laughs> yeah, because she gives a really great speech about, yes. I've never seen anybody who looks like me up there on that screen. I just want to thank you for that. And it was so sincere. Like, I just loved her whole character. Um, but the movie was just, I don't know, it was a perfect Sunday afternoon movie. It was just, it was really good. Right. So, I liked it. All Two right. thumbs up. Letter grade? Uh, I'll give it an A. Okay. Um, Ken? Okay, I really enjoyed Dolomite. Um, I felt like the movie did kind of flow like one of your usual TV movie timeline movies, but the the acting... Um, and the people that evolved, um, and, and I'll, and I'll say the direction really upped the ante to make it better, um, and made the script a little, you know, like they made the script work. Right. Uh, Eddie Murphy as, uh, Rudy Ray Moore was great. Um, uh, Titus Burgess, Titus, Titus, I, I, I could have used more Titus, but I understand he played the, but you know what? I understood Titus he, played the role he was supposed to play for this movie. Right. Yeah, he was a lot subdued. Like a part of it was sneaking in every now and then, like like you know, yeah. little facial expressions. But yeah, it, but he, he was did still what good. he. Yeah. You're right. He did what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Robinson, is that his name? Craig or, no, Craig, Chris Robinson. Robinson. Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Yeah. Okay. As always, uh, on, always glad to see him. All, along with your boy Mike Epps. Yes. Um, I was surprised to see Chris Rock step through there. Yeah, yeah I was shocked too. I meant to text yeah. y'all. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. Snoop and Snoop in the beginning. And of course, we got to talk about um, our um, verbose dictionary reading friend. That was, that was, you know, that, it's like they wrote that lip part for him specifically, or did he ad lip? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like 
that those were his own words. They were just like, here's your here's your wardrobe. But right. I, and it's like, I didn't recognize him at first. Because he's in like, such I, heavy makeup. I literally did a double take in the theater. It's like, is that T.I.? <laughs> they did a good job with that. Indubitably. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he had his best proper dictionary. Yeah. And it is the thing playing the he, playing the um the head of um uh, of um, Negro releases at, at American International Pictures, right? <laughs> and then um, I I hate to say it, Wesley Snipes know the movie. Yes, he did. He did. He but did. the thing is, Eddie Eddie sometimes Eddie has to play the straight man. Yeah, yeah. In this film, so that was kind of his role. He had to be the balance of everything, so he couldn't be as I guess over the top as he is because he's only playing one character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, they want like, fights, cussing, titties, and kung fu. Yeah, <laughs> and, was, and the thing was, it felt a little bit too much like Eddie Murphy was Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> like he was a little too. It was like, where does one end and where yeah, does one begin? Yeah, he was like, I don't know this Dolomite nigga from from last Sunday. Um, right, he was in character. The uh, thing is, this, if like I was telling y'all, because I, I I put the video up because like um when the the day the movie went on Netflix. Um, mm. Derville Martin is like that, like in like the like he he is not with us anymore. He passed away at forty five in like mid eighties. But like the actor, he is over the top like that. You see him in like he plays bit parts in a lot of like quote unquote white movies or black movies that are studio made. And he of course directed this and started. And he's directed and started a bunch of other um, black exploitation movies. But yeah, he's like that stupid old man. You didn't even see me. Look what you did to my car. <laughs> is, he, is he gay? I don't know if he's gay or not. To be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and he seemed like he was uh, like you know he had two wives or whatever and had some kids. But I mean I don't mean it. And they met him at the um shake shake something bar. Um, yeah. <laughs> shake this a bar. Um, but the first time but, Wesley opens his mouth, he's like, "Hey man, what y'all doing over here?" Whatever. I fell because I, I also saw the game when it came on Netflix. I just spontaneously just. Fell into tears and left. <laughs> that was like, I never thought I would see anybody play Derville Martin in a fucking movie. I never thought I would see that. <laughs> I, but I think it's so funny. And I read something about, like, you know, that one scene where he was talking about where y'all like some like uh, something, something motherfuckers, like lowborn, ain't had shit, ain't no gonna be shit, y'all ain't shit. Uh, Jive turkey motherfuckers or something. That's soupy, like scene uh, where he, or rat soup eating motherfucker. Where he kicks him in the car, um, the trunk of the car. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, the scene that scene was actually worse. Yeah, it's worse. It's worse in the real, in the real movie. Yes. You no, can... no. Durville's act. Uh, the way Durville acted uh, was during that part. Uh-huh. They said Durville just kind of like fell out and was di- directing fr- with his back on the ground, like sure, whatever, with his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> like. It, it was so much, and like they said, he came drunk all the time. Yeah, which they kind of showed in the movie. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Wesley sitting there putting all, on his alcohol, his orange juice. Uh huh. Right. He always so, had some kind of container. They they tried to be very accurate with, but they were like it could you know couldn't be worse. But overall, I really enjoyed. It. Like I said, the dialogue sometimes it was like more like ooh message or ooh let's drop a little bit of history in yeah, here. Yeah, that's the so my biggest problem with the movie is that dialogue. Like some of it felt so. We went to Wikipedia or we did our research. We want to put this. It felt so PBS at that point, so especially the, the one scene towards the end where the white man explains exploitation to Rudy Ray Moore and his friends when they come in and all dressed up after they did that walk across the street. Mm-hmm. They, they literally stopped the movie cold so they can explain to you why 
black, uh, they started making all these black movies because they had those big movie houses, you know, in the city, and they needed movies to fill them because the white people had moved to the suburbs by that point. Did y'all find uh, Did y'all find that stuff useful at least? As far as I did not know that, so I didn't. Even... I didn't pay attention to that man when he was talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like to be honest, I, so that whole scene just was like. But it also felt very much like a, what a white man would do to black people, like being right. very um, patronizing and explaining shit to them that they probably already know mm-hmm. or like that really don't matter. Like you're right. trying. OK, because you don't like. So I didn't know it. I thought it was interesting information. I also thought he was still being a douche, though. So <laughs> just came through. Um, yeah. or, when the, oh. or when the black man who owned the theater was explaining how four walling works. Four walling? Well, well that actually was uh, beneficial. Like that was interesting. Yeah, when when Rudy I, I Ray like goes, I learned, I learned something then. Yeah, he goes to the theater. He thinks that he's going to get five hundred dollars to sh- um from the theater owner, but no, you pay me five hundred dollars, and then you get everything, all the the ticket proceeds. I keep the um the concessions. You know, but I think I think that was I think audiences need to know that. Okay. Uh, yeah. But my thing was that's how wow it also reminded me like when I texted you and I was like, is this just like a badass? Yes. Or, I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this in a movie before. Yeah. Like I you know, but my thing is a lot of audiences probably wouldn't be familiar with that brand, so I think that was helpful. I didn't see that to me didn't ring out message. Right. Uh, you know that to me was like I think that was like uh that's that, to me that felt like a. a a trope, a helpful thing. It's not help. It's a helpful thing, but it's also a trope when you're explaining something like that. Like I think I've seen like other situations where pe- the character thinks things are going to go one way, and then they like, oh, I- all is saved, but it's like, oh, another twist on it. No, right. you have to do this for me, and you didn't realize it. That's the trope. I think it would kind of played up, and that's what I got. So it, you know, I didn't. I didn't to me, it didn't. It didn't matter. Okay. It, it, that's not enough to make me upset and get out of the take me out of the movie for like three lines of dialogue. <laughs> gotcha. And for those who don't know, badass literally spelled out badass is the 2003 movie by Mario Van Peoples about his father Melvin making the movie Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song in 1971. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of sim. It is actually kind of very much similar to this movie. Mm. I will say, like, the one surprising thing that I wasn't expecting to get out of this was, like, it had a very, um, like, inspirational tone. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in relation to just, like, Rudy's life and him, you know, just basically trying to find his footing and or find his passion. Like, you know, something that he's good at. Like, I was like, right. oh, wait, am I feeling... I'm sitting up here thinking, like, well, dang, what a, am I doing enough in my life? And especially him doing it late in life. Yeah. yeah. How old was he? Like, I was, like, rooting was for him. Hold like, on, I was just like, oh, my God, I want him to succeed. <laughs> like, 1927, so, he was born. So, oh, Christ, he was in his mid-40s. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was very kind of like, dang. You know, especially, like, you know, when you're down, you're trying to figure out, trying to make a lot of things work and stuff <laughs> isn't working out and you're feeling mm-hmm. bad and it's just like, oh, man. So I was like, found myself rooting for him the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then up to just thinking about my life, I'm like, I'm about to have an existential crisis watching this. And I, I just wanted to laugh. Message. Message. <laughs> right. I'm like, I just, which is like literally the end, I was like holding back tears. Yeah, Aww. the end is really nice. Like the last scene when he was talking to 
He's right, out there with the little boy. Yeah, yes. And he was like, you know what? I've already seen it go in. I was like, you know what? You better be out there with your fans. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so I have a question though now. So y'all, there is some awards buzz around this movie. Y'all think Eddie has a shot again at getting an Oscar? No. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was that good. Okay. No, yeah, I would agree. It is, it, yeah, I, it, mm-mm. it's not, it, it's a, it, the, everybody did their job in a movie. It's, pro, it's successful. It's a really good Netflix movie. All right. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, like top of the line Netflix movie. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, this could have gone to the theater, but I see why it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad movie at all. Um, like I will I mean, say Ruth should be nominated for wardrobe again. Oh yeah, oh yeah, she did her job. Ali, we're oh talking gosh, about um, no. Dolomite. Is my name. Mm. Just oh, okay, cool. I thought I thought you were about to talk about Ali. Like, did you see a cape you white on it in there? Huh. <laughs> oh yeah, he you know, has some capes. <laughs> he sure did. You know, Ali loves a good cape. <laughs> I do. Did you dress up for Halloween, sir? <laughs> no. <laughs> did any of y'all did y'all any of y'all celebrate Halloween? I wish I did, but I didn't. I haven't since I was 10. Because when I was 10, I had, I had a friend who was a Jehovah's Witness at school and he, you know, he con- um, he convinced me about how terrible Halloween actually was, and that spooked me out of doing it while okay. I was age appropriate. As, oh, as okay, Lord. as as holy roller as your parents were, and you let somebody of another religion. <laughs> oh, get him, King. <laughs> Wow. Your mama was like, shoot, I ain't got to worry about nothing now. Okay. You don't want to go? You don't have to go. Well, I had to take my sister, so. Um, Well, she had to buy you a costume. Right. I watched Twitches 2 and ate some Snickers. There you go. I I did work. I I got drunk and sat in my tears. Oh. Uh, Oh, Wait. (laughs) Um, My land. (laughs) Um, okay, so Ali, what did you think about <laughs> <laughs> subject, We're not having this discussion. <laughs> this is so something nice. Not that kind of nice, though. Let me stop. Yeah, I thought, I, was, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was hilarious. And every time I kept on seeing a new, like, a, 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 a new uh, uh, person, black person. A, a star, a black person would show up and I'd be like, is that? Oh my God, it's such and such, but with a mustache. Yeah, like Key. You were like, that's Key. I'm like, yes, I'm like, he's second build in the movie. It says uh, Eddie Murphy in um, Dolomite's My Name, starring Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, I, I, like, I feel like I missed that too, because I was like, when he popped up, I said, oh, hey, Key Peel. Like, I was like, I didn't know. Y'all were too busy man. jamming to um, Sly Stone when they were playing them over the credits. <laughs> the straight man of all people. Listen. Don't nobody look at the credits but you, Brandon. I was not paying. I was trying to see what what black people were going to pop up. Lou Nell was in the movie. I was like, ooh, Lou Nell. And Tasha Smith had one scene, too. Tasha was in. Tasha was like, you going to pay my husband. You know you're going to pay him, right? (laughs) Clear my cat's wife. Oh, my God. That was... That was it's hilarious. Like, oh, we like, got somebody loud. Call pops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're right, brother. I was just, every time a, a music number would come on for a montage, I was like, oh, let me get up. <laughs> I was just, mm-hmm. I'm in my living room and I'm just like, yes. 
<laughs> and there's a lot of musical parts to it. Like Craig Robinson did a whole bunch of singing. He and he sang the Dolomite song. Um, Eddie I Murphy and Devon Joy got a song together. Talk, I would suck, you would suck, we would suck together. together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it. It's funny to me because that's such a raunchy like film in a way. Mm-hmm. But I was watching it with like all my my family who are in like the late sixties and I mean their early sixties, late fifties. <laughs> oh, like, it wasn't. But you know oh, the funny thing? It wasn't in bad taste though. Like no. it was raunchy, no. but it didn't feel like like they were taking it too far. Right. No, it felt appropriate for that time mm-hmm. period. Yes, I ain't pay. I ain't taking no orders from the white people. Well, all you all you yeah. got to do is get them foods. Just feed the honkies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, listen. I, just, I listen. loved whenever they anybody him, said honky. They gave him the lines. Okay, they what? gave him those lines, and I was like, wow. Yes, when, I I I agree because you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to take orders from them. You the caterer. Just pay the. Just 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 feed the them. Honkies. And when when that white woman shushed them in the movie theater, and Mike has turned around and said. <laughs> Leave yes. us alone, Sandy Duncan. I scream. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's Sandy Duncan. And then with the dudes on the drums doing them. He's like, don't do that, buddy. Hack it shit. Give me something different, something black. He started doing the yeah. um, and, and he, he started doing the, the, those, those African drums. Yes. Like, this is... Way down is... in the jungle deep. Oh, Lies slipped on the signifier monkey's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Dolomite and the the character Dolomite that Eddie Murphy played. No, 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 no. Not, Ray not Moore. His, not his. No, actually, no. Not his. Not his stage. Not his stage persona. Rudy Ray Moore. He's, yeah, he's just his regular. His regular um um person. He reminds me of one of my coworkers. Oh lord. Goodness. Uh, <laughs> It's the way he talks now. It's like that is so funny because he be talking the same. He be talking. <laughs> he be talking. He be talking. <laughs> this is, if he were to watch this movie, I need him to watch this movie. <laughs> Lord, uh, what was I going to say about? Uh, oh, the original Dolomite is available on Amazon Prime. If y'all want to watch mm-hmm. that in HD, I know people saw it. it's on YouTube. Whatever, watch it in HD. Don't. Don't, okay, don't so watch the YouTube me, one with the me, blue mics and shit show. <laughs> let, me, let me understand something, Brandon. Uh-huh. So, so the movie that we watched is yes. the making of, is Dolomite actually making his movies? Yes. Right. But the movies, the movie you're seeing that's on Amazon is actually the finished product. Yes. The movie they made in 1975. It, it's only So in this movie that you saw, some of the scenes in it, are not from the first Dolomite. They're actually from the sequel, um, The Human Tornado. I don't know if that's on Amazon as well, but the first Dolomite is. That one definitely has a scene with the car trunk and um, him okay. coming out of jail with all the girls getting his, um, bitch, you know, I don't wear no cotton drawers. You know, that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a movie. Okay. Okay, but that was, I love the, um, how, what everyone was wearing too. It, it just... It's it was so cool just to see all that and I don't know like it, back then we we used to have fun with colors <laughs> yeah I mean we right? used, we still have fun with colors you see them the kids do you know? we though do maybe we maybe not our old asses these children love colors they all in their heads 
colors and prints and textures. Uh-huh. Yeah, like we used to, man, we used to fuck hard with prints. Like, <laughs> it just like, Ali. you know, it looked. Mm-hmm. Ali, Ali, you, you need you you need to step out a few times. <laughs> I, saw, I was trying to tell you, like we still do, Ali, just not at work, working at corporate jobs. Um, it's like, where do you go to go? Like the woods that go camping, okay. right? It's like, is the bear, you know, wearing some like um, some colorful beads. prints out there? <laughs> the bear Look, got off. The bear Get got off, off Versace. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Some Louis Vuitton. Some Louis Vuitton back. <laughs> I mean, and really, Atlanta is probably the city where I see people doing it the most. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you you probably have more license to be, like, young, black, and creative here, like, wearing some, some like, you know, Far really crazy out there. Yeah. Looking like a space boy. Have you, you know what we should do one day, Ali? When Wednesday, if you're not busy, go to uh, Peter Street Station. Where they have like their uh, street station. They have their art night uh, at Castleberry Hills. Mm-hmm. Like they have people like the live band performing, and they have people doing like live paintings and stuff. You might enjoy it. Hmm. Wait, so you so Ken, you think so? You're saying that it's more or less the artsy people in town. They're the ones. Oh who... no, it's everybody. It's oh, the trap it's rappers. It's everybody. It's everybody. You just you don't see it because you work in a highly corporatized environment. And then you go back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I had to beep that. I'm sorry. You can't be telling the, the, the goddamn neighborhood the niggas stay. Hell no. That shit was fucking funny, though. Get <laughs> out here choking me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Um, Watchmen yes. is a new mini. A new ongoing series on HBO as a sort of a sequel, aka spinoff. Not really of the, a sequel. It's, it's, I say spinoff. Spinoff of the graphic novel, not the Zack Snyder version of the movie. They are actually going back to the original source material to use as their basis. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, what can I mean? It's after the events of the graphic novel. So Damon Lindelof said it is not a sequel. So, so I'm just going to go along so with they him. Change. Oh, so, they, so it, that means so he's probably changed some original stuff that was in the graphic novel to fit. No, I, no, I think he, they're still using it as source material. The only reason I'm agreeing with that is because, I hate to say, until we see a few more episodes, it feels mm-hmm. like an original story with a patina of Watchmen laid over it. Oh, okay. Like, where, oh, where, where, where you don't necessarily have to know the events of the, of the Watchmen graphic novel to be able to follow along. Well, that, and I, I'm just trying to see where the, the, it ties into anything with Watchmen besides existing in the same universe. Right. Okay. So, I haven't seen it yet, unfortunately. I'll watch it. I'll catch up. I will catch up. Y'all saw the first two episodes already. Black. Are, are you going to watch it, Brandon? Yes, I'm going to watch it because, because, um. what, because Ali... Oh, Ali, he said he did watch the first episode of The Boys. Yeah. <gasps> I know, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> This is what I missed? <laughs> Why are you so shocked? It just, he didn't, it, he I didn't sound really too, shocked. He didn't sound too confident that he liked it though. But no, I, like, I, no I, did, I did like it so far. It's just I was surprised that you know, you know, like in the first episode, um, the the young, the young girl who gets who joins the team, like she's forced into sexual assault, like right there. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's, it's, oh, oh yeah. and it's worse in the comics. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
year. Yeah. Um, I heard they had, I heard they tuned on they, they tuned on a lot of. They did, and they made it really work though. Okay. Brandon, just wait till you till you see start seeing um, Homelander unravel. Okay, Woo! that's that's some scary shit. That's, <laughs> oh my god! Whoa, he is demented. Yeah. I mean, it's a hint. It, but it's demented. But one, it was just like you know what. I'm but it's like it's like with the smile. High. It's like evil with a smile, and it's like mm, this is unsettling. Cap, Captain <laughs> but, America, but, Super Marvel. But yeah, it, but it, but you know oh. the funny thing is that it feels like as if a, it seems like a very plausible yeah um, like thing that could happen with when you have people with all these powers. Very true. Yep. Like yeah. I, the, the idea oh. that the idea that Marvel and DC have been toting characters that I have powers. The first thing I think of doing is saving people. Like fuck no. No, I mean regular people would not be doing that shit. They'll be figuring think, out how to use their powers to to benefit them and to just try to like. I mean, you know, isn't, isn't that what Billy Batman Batson uses? Did? Batman uses powers for therapy. So. Yeah, Batman uses his powers to get over the fact that, he, that his parents were murdered in an alleyway, and everybody's seen it multiple times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why everybody have to see my parents? <laughs> over and That's over again. He's he's not mad because he's not so much mad that they got they got murdered. He's mad because everybody keeps keeps uh, um he keeps being reminded um sorry of about that your parents, Bruce. Sorry about yeah. your parents. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I hope I got my back. <laughs> but yeah, so Watchmen. So the first two episodes, you know, the first one in particular, because Ollie Ollie <clears throat> called me about the um, Tulsa um, massacre, right? And yeah. that, that yeah. opens up the first episode. Uh, I because your question was. It wasn't, it wasn't so much it, did it happen because you knew it happened, but did it happen that way? And from what I've been described to me, yeah, like, you know, they, they firebombed a mm-hmm. thriving black middle and upper class, you black know, Wall Street. Black Wall Street. And you know, Brandon, the, the thing that really got me was, yeah, the riots and yes, the, 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 the racist killing in the streets. What really freaked me out was the firebombing. Like they literally got into planes, and they yeah. had just learned to fly Flew planes over. like like last That's week. That's what I'm saying. Planes had just been invented like, like yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. Planes haven't been in the air for that long. So what? <laughs> you all decided to get in planes and firebomb the city. That just that blew my mind. I was like, wow. That's so. That's the part that I thought. Oh, maybe they maybe they just added that part no. just to sensationalize it. No. And then Brandon's like, no, they firebombed it. Why people? Why people were out here acting a fucking fool? Mm-hmm. Because they were threatened by black people doing the shit that they told us they want us to do to make our own money and everything like that and, and have our own community. And oh no, we don't like yeah. it. It's too community. It's too much money. Firebomb it. Shut it all down. Kill everybody. Well. See, it's it's and they, it seems like as if too like they were from this from the the story, they were like waiting for just some kind of spark to get them to to riot. And yeah. once once that woman accused that young man of sexually assaulting her in the elevator, it's that a was white the woman spark that they needed. Of, 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 of yeah. Anime. Oh my god, that reminds me of this meme that's going around from from um, Powerpuff Girls, where this woman Power- faints. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Okay, finish. <laughs> okay, basically, I, it's some episode where basically, I guess, some evil, like the villain was basically romancing the professor. Mm-hmm. And so oh, yeah, Sedusa. Sedusa, Sedusa. And then she, like, she falls back in pain. And then she, like, looks up with the evil grin. And the mm-hmm. meme I saw was black women calling out to go get box braids. <laughs> 
But I also saw one the other day that black, like what white women calling the police on black men. Yeah, I saw the box braids when now that you'd mentioned it. That's that's where that comes from. I saw that shit. That was funny. Yeah. Um, but what were we talking about? Um, Freshman. Uh, yeah, the Regina. The sorry, sorry, man. Regina King. Oh, the thing that got me was I never knew about Bass Reeves before this. I didn't know he was like a real person. Not only that, but he's a person who they based the Long Ranger on. Oh yeah, yeah, the black the black man who was the. Oh, the this is this is yeah, this is all news to me. Yeah, this is all news yeah, to me. I, didn't I know that either. Is, I have no idea about that. So yeah, listen, American history this is, is all, fucked. No, but the thing about it is, though, it's people were talking online and they were saying they were just so surprised about just the number of not just regular people, but black people who watched this and didn't know that these things were real. Because Ali, in they public, don't teach us. They don't teach us this shit because in public school, the curriculums are not designed properly to teach you mm-hmm. everything about. It's, it's, not, it's not even just racism because I had all black history teachers. And they, did a, they did a great job of trying to work mm-hmm. around the material in the books. But you had to work around the books in order to teach us um, our actual history because it's not in the texts. The books no, are poorly I remember written. Distinctly, I remember distinctly that my American friends, black friends, telling me that like things like slavery and whatnot, like the history of slavery and whatnot, they said that that, wasn't, that was just like half a chapter or something like that, like in a lot of their history books. It wasn't even like something that was ex- like extensively explored and studied and whatnot. It was just like, hey, just so you know, this happened. Let's move on to the next thing. For us, like it was that. more than half a chapter, but it was not, we didn't learn the detail about, you know, how bad it was. And I right. think that's kind of why, no, I know people are sort of kind of, I don't like, listen, if you don't want to see slavery movies, I fully understand that. But don't go on, they shouldn't make them. Don't do that. But right. I, I personally feel like they should make more documentaries and docudramas, like accurate stuff, like where they're giving you like news detail, historical, like they're not trying to create a fictional narrative. Because I want you to see people, like I want you to see Skip Gates and everybody look you in the face and say, this shit actually fucking happened in this, this exact way. Um, right. I feel like we need yeah, a lot just, more of that. Skip Gates make a, make a cameo like, in Watchmen. Oh, yep. he's, a, he's, <laughs> a, he's like, he's like he's a, a treasury, the treasury secretary, or something. Like that. Yeah, like, which so I thought was hilarious because I saw it and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's a real life person." <laughs> yeah. I seen you on, I seen you on PBS. <laughs> and also, um, you know, Rachel Maddow does the voice of that gossip reporter. Really? That, wait, is that this show? Hold on. I could be mixing wait, up my shows. What gossip, gossip I'm sorry. Reporter? I'm mixing up shows. It's a different show. Okay. Oh. But on, I'm sorry, but on Batwoman, the gossip reporter. On oh, it's Rachel Maddow. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, American history. I'm mixing hist- up my superheroes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, American history is so screwed up as far as how we consume it and how we don't know anything about it. I know a lot of that, at least for us, is that the people who went through slavery didn't want, didn't want to relive it by telling about it. Yeah. But at the same time, so they don't tell us directly these things. These stories have not been passed down, really. But sometimes I hang around when, like, a family reunion, things like that. I, I sit, I, people think that I'm just quiet and stuff. I'm being nosy. Um, <laughs> just so y'all know if y'all listening. And I'm listening to people talking about, you know, KKK coming and attacking family homes and things like that. All those other kinds of stuff I've never have known about because you never would have told me directly to my face. But I mean, those are the kind of things I want to know about. I want to know how bad it was so that you know, I can have the right sense of mind as far as, like, what 
needs to be done and what is possible. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, we we always talk about here um, on the show about how, you know, uh, what people don't know and what people are blissfully unaware of, sometimes even intentionally in terms of like black Ken, history. What, and... Sorry, Ken, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I thought I was on mute. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ali, I'm sorry. And I was thinking to myself, a show like um, like Watchmen, mm-hmm. right, which is on HBO, and people know that the things that usually HBO advertises in terms of their new series that are coming up is usually hot stuff, right? So, right. for example, Watchmen's on everybody who's read the graphic novel, and then they would tell their, their friends and whatnot. They would watch it too. And I'm wondering, because um, I think there was a report after the first episode that one of the number one most Googled um, yeah, you know, things was Tulsa riots. Yeah, right? it was. Or Black Wall Street. So I was wondering, do you think, um, I'm asking you guys here, do you all think that this could be the way to to reach out to young people to teach them about, you know, mm. stuff? I mean, mm. I mean, what if you, because I mean, you said yourself that they don't want to read <coughs> this stuff in in books because it's, because to them, it's, they, they, they say it's boring, right? They, they, they don't want right. to learn about that stuff. But if you, if you present, uh, if there's a way to present history in a, in a fun and uh, not really, sorry, not fun, but like in a way that is more Exciting. visual, visual and, and, and whatnot, that, that that's plot driven or whatnot. Is is that the is is that the new way to we got so much history? It's not ideal, but at take what you can get sometimes as far as like teaching. Right. I mean it's a win, right? I mean if you got people to Google Tulsa Riot, uh, Black Wall Street and whatnot, isn't that I mean it's not how you would typically expect people to learn about you know history, but I mean, you know. Right, and, and you see yeah. the reactions. People were angry because, like, I also understand they also cover reparations as well in the show. Redfordations <laughs> is what they call it. Because Robert Redford is, was the president instead of Ronald yes. Reagan in this universe. Yeah. That's the way of making it a slur. Right. Uh, and then that little boy basically... Uh, he beat that ass. Oh, he, yeah. he pulled a moonlight. <laughs> yes. He got a chair. <laughs> he sure the fuck did. I was like... <laughs> but and so there was right. all these articles about you know angry white people on Reddit. It's always on fucking Reddit, you know, running around screaming, talking about how they're trying to pol- quote politicize unquote Watchmen, one of the most political comic books of all motherfucking time. They don't read for context. Yeah, I was confused. <laughs> I was, like, was confused because I was like, Watchmen is so full of that. It's so political I mean, that they had to change it in production. It was supposed to star characters from the Charlton Comics universe that DC had just bought, Blue Beetle and The Question and all of them. They had to change the characters into, um, what do you call them, proxies of themselves and not mm-hmm. use the actual characters because they're like, this is too far. You can write it, but you got to take them a step away from the ones we're going to put in these books running around saying ha in a couple of months. So Right. It's like, we we don't want to, like, destroy the toys we just bought. Right. <laughs> uh, so which is, yes. It's kind of funny because, like, one of the characters... I'm sorry, Ali, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I'm just about to point out, I was going to say, Watchmen, the graphic novel, may not have leaned as heavily on mm-hmm. racism. We did mm-hmm. not. Right? But... I mean, the, like Brandon said, 
highly highly controversial topics. Yes. Right? So, and racism is a a controversial topic. It just decided, they just decided to lean heavily on that for this show. Right. And there was this, um, uh, was it Cosmic Book News or whatever it's called? One of these um, secretly right-wing sort of comics gate motherfucking um, um, websites where they had an article, Watchmen loses 200,000 viewers with the second episode. And the whole article was about how people didn't want to watch it anymore because it was, quote-unquote, too political or whatever the fuck. And it was, it was so disingenuous. First of all, you dumb motherfuckers. Um, mm-hmm. I, hope you, I hope you listen to this. And, like, listen, because I'll knock all your asses out. I will. He's big and strong like that. He probably could. I will. Ooh, yeah. I am, mm-hmm. and I will. Uh, when you have a show that's on television, in your first episode... In your second, your second episode, you're going to lose some people because they people always tune into the first one in big numbers. We went with Watchmen from a 1.5 million viewership on episode one to 1.2, 1.3 on episode two. That's goddamn good. That's a good yes. hold. And the actual rating, the actual 18 to 49 year old demographic stayed the same, 300,000 people. That means that whoever is didn't decide to watch episode two is either too young to watch the shit or too old for HBO to care. No offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, don't be... I can't stand... I, that's one problem I have. I know that we've... Um, there's some good to democratizing journalism. That's why we are here right now. But at the same time, like, you know, you owe it to people to have some sort of journalistic integrity about yourself. Some sort of dedication to telling, to being honest and but nobody really has that. It's like that Fox News shit. It's like everybody wants to try to sensationalize things and push these bigoted agendas and get and or, and or to get clicks. And yeah, I, I think that shit is corny. Yeah. It's corny and it's also dangerous. Um, what was the thing? What did Regina King say about this whole thing? Let me see. Uh, she was bad. <laughs> it was like her response was like, and... <laughs> Kind of. Me real Because it's in that uh, that link that Ken sent. Yeah, right here. Um, with some people, I wonder if it's one of two things. Were you truly a fan of the graphic novel? Because if you were, you'd realize there was a political story in there. And two, did it feel less political for you because you, as a white man right now, watching this, is making you uncomfortable? Which one is it? A combination of both? <laughs> I just like to point out that when I watch Watchmen, I'm usually sitting on the floor because every time Regina comes in and she does her thing or says whatever, I mm-hmm. have to pause and I just lay down there looking up at the ceiling, feeling very, very proud. That's 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 what I do when Yaya comes in. I just pause it and, <laughs> and look at I'm him just like... and, and thank thank HBO for letting me see butt cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah y'all around naked. They are doing the lowest work. <laughs> because I'm sorry, but but she but she is she uh she is just amazing on this show. I, I mean, no no joke, like like seriously, she she does such good work. Uh, every time she's on screen, uh, and not just in Watchmen, every time I've seen Regina King on screen and all, all I and every time I hear about a project. That's coming to the screen and it and it says starring Regina King. Mm-hmm. I always try to make sure I watch it because she yeah. does such good work. Right. Uh, ever and I, ever and since I, she and was I hate, Brenda. 
ever since she was Brenda. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hate that it takes so long to give her, like, an award, an Emmy. And so I got, yeah. like, I just don't understand. Because she's been, like, under, like, this underrated person. Like, don't y'all notice her? Like, uh, what? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Right. She's been around for a long time. They love, ever since she was Brenda. <laughs> That was 35 years ago, y'all. Was so, it? So, oh, my God. 267 yeah. came on. Yeah, 85, right? Oh, you would know. Why are you asking us? Oh, Lord. It, it was 85 because it was supposed <laughs> to be 86, but they, they pushed it up a year when Jefferson's got canceled early. You know you don't want to know all these 85, 85. facts. Yeah, September 14th, 1985. Wow. Um, it, Because I, I didn't know right. that Marla Gibbs, you know, she couldn't start. She had the show already in development, but she couldn't start on it until Jefferson's was over. But Jefferson's got canceled a year ahead. Um, why did I? Why, wow. What? I was. Why did I just realize? Because. <laughs> that, that was her. No, no, but I'm saying like it never. I knew it was Marla Gibbs, but it never crossed my mind that was Florence. Like. I Wait, just what? I never put that together that 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 was her from the Jeffersons. Like I knew it was her. Like in like you I knew, knew but but you but you didn't put the t- her and Mary I in didn't the same. Put the, I didn't I didn't put the two and two together that like oh that's her that's the same woman that played the maid on the Jeffersons. Like for some reason because the characters oh. are very Cause, different. Cause, that's why right well, right when you were like well, oh because she couldn't do the show and I was like why would she do the show? I was like oh. Oh, <laughs> Dolatria, that really is her. Yes, okay. I, I'm just, I'm personally, I'm over here just waiting for the day that <laughs> Brandon comes on the show and reveals that he, the reason why he's so busy is because he moonlights as an African-American cinema history professor. Bitch, listen, you <laughs> right. just described my dream job. Like, I, have, <laughs> Listen, listen, if I, Rudy Ray Moore can make Dolomite in his Late forties and fifties, you, you I too just know can it. Be a every time, every time we we come we've come for Brandon, and then he's like, "I don't have time to do blah." blah. I'm just like, "What although, are you doing when we don't I, know?" I don't know because if one of those students say something wrong, he might throw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long them. he will last. <laughs> <laughs> because he got these. These kids get say some, some sideways shit. Right? <laughs> get Brandon fired. <laughs> right. Oh, Violence will ensue. <laughs> I was like, he could only be one of two things. Definitely African-American cinema history professor or B, masked vigilante. I know it's one of those two things. Lord Jesus. I know you out here <laughs> give doling out justice. Or C, niggas sitting here rendering videos. For people. Uh, I mean, you could lie if you want to, but continue the show. Okay, yeah. Um, speaking of that, so what other things have y'all watched? We'll start with Latria. Um, hold on. I wrote this down. Actually, let's see. We talked about Dolomite. I think the only other thing... I've been trying to keep a list, and I feel like I've been forgetting to update it. Um, I've still been keeping on with Batwoman. Okay. It's improving. Uh, it's not the best show. But it is getting better. Right. And, be- um, and because we're only doing one and, news thing really quickly, I have to slide this in here. They are yeah. developing a pilot for a Superman show to go along because they're canceling Arrow. So a, oh. a Superman and Lois show is coming, and they're thinking about doing a Black Canary show as well. Oh, 
Okay. Cool. Yeah, so that's it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Mm, I can't remember, so it must not be important. So that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, Ali? Uh, so I, in in the wake of HBO, um, you know, trying to get um, more people and all that sort of thing, I decided uh, that I was going to, um, you know, delve into it myself and see what's going on on their, on their service. So, oh, um, you just reminded me. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, why is he like this? So, anyways. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I went on there and I started just looking through the stuff. I mean, the funny thing is, even before I had it, I was just like, oh, it looks like as if I've seen a lot of this stuff already <laughs> through other means. <laughs> but, uh, no, I can actually, you know see the, the, the stuff like you know properly and um i watched um uh in the spirit of trying to break free from the things that i usually watch i decided to watch <laughs> more comedy <laughs> lord <laughs> jesus is always it's on a here. fire <laughs> Brian's always on here talking about how eh, he doesn't like comedies he doesn't want to go to the cinema to watch comedies so i'm like <laughs> okay Brandon. hey mm, fine <laughs> So I I actually just picked a random one and I st- and I watched um it it came out in 2019 um isn't it romantic Oh yeah <laughs> Start Oh yeah I watched that like 2 weeks ago Yeah you did <laughs> I mm-hmm. I watched that and the shit is funny it's hilarious It really <laughs> I, I thought it was so, she said, "Is it I would like it. I would say it's funny, hilarious. I wouldn't say that. Well, I like but it's, the, it's serviceable for what it's supposed to be. I like the premise, Latrio. Like the idea is, yeah, I do like you coming hey, through with the extra yeah, like facts. The like, yeah, it like, got pushed up a year. Hey, Jefferson got canceled. She, she has been, I guess you could call it, traumatized um, into mm-hmm. you know." Into, into thinking that girls like her will never get, you know, you know, guys like like Why did uh, get that, the other Hemsworth brother. Liam. <laughs> right? Liam. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, her mother's fault for putting that in her head, right? In the beginning right. of the movie. So she grows up and she's and oh kudos to giving her a job, like a job job. <laughs> I did I did like the fact that she was like an architect. I have she's never an seen that. I've never I've seen never. that. Never. It's always oh, ever. I work at this. I, I work at this this random firm. It's just, always like um, it's usually like a marketing right. Job or I, something like I'm that, a consultant. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, she's a architect. She has a legit drafting table in her apartment. Right there are there are uh, uh, not not uh, pictures. There are literally like vellum drawing sheets all over. Her apartment. Come on, so vellum. Like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, so I was like, okay, that that's pretty cool. But the premise, and then the twist that I love at the end, um, the the premise being, hey, this is this is how things usually happen, and then you know the, the you know she gets knocked out and she wakes up and she's like, and everything that she hates about romantic comedies, yeah, she gets trapped in a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. yeah, is literally happening to her, and I just thought it was hilarious. My my one of my favorite scenes is. Liam Hemsworth 
um, basically, um, quote unquote, saving her in the streets. And then when he takes her to her apartment, he writes his his phone number down inside on the pedals of a rose, then snatches the pedals and then throws them into a hat, gives it to her. And it's like, when you need my number, call, call, when you need me, call me. And she's just like, you know, there are thousands of permutations of these numbers, right? There's no way I would be able to figure out your phone number from these random numbers that you wrote on these pedals, right? And he just ignores her in a very blissful sort of romantic comedy way. And she's like, no, that, what you're explaining doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I won't figure it out. <laughs> I'm just like, Things happen in this movie just like this. And it, it, it gets funnier and funnier to me. I love the twist at the end, which is, as usual, with every com- romantic comedy, you yep. would. I won't. I won't spoil it, but I'll, I'm just going to. I'm just going to say that if every romantic comedy usually ends or comes to a climax when the 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 woman or the guy um, stops the person that they're in love with from making a big decision that would that would basically make that person unobtainable forever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that this movie does a an interesting twist. On that in the end. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to her for feeling confident enough to call, to continuously call New York a shitty place to live. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's in the movie and she's just like, she's she's gotten so used to the smell of the streets apparently that when she wakes up in the room, she's like, why is everything smells so good here? Like, <laughs> I don't smell the sewage, and like, is, right. is New York really that bad of a place to live, guys? Like, it has its ups I, and I just, I have questions. I have, I, yeah, I just, I have questions. But yeah, I watched that. It's, it's funny. Um, Watch I, True I, I Blood. Like have you ever seen True Blood? Okay, so Latria, here's the part where <laughs> here's the part where I have to raise my eyebrows at you. <laughs> <laughs> Because I tried Trouble and I swear to God, that accent, that <laughs> accent on... Oh, it's they're, hor- they're the worst Southern accents ever on screen. Not yet. Um, Just Mercy comes out in a couple of weeks. We're starting Jamie Foxx. I don't know. Don't get on, get on my True Blood. And, um, I mean, I, oh, I love True Blood. Like, I, I, was, I was talking about Ali. Have y'all seen that trailer for not. Just Mercy? I could With not. With uh, Michael B. Jordan? Mm-hmm. Did y'all hear Fox's accent and Brie Larson's accents for their Alabama accents? No, no uh, no. uh-uh. the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not the ghetto. I'm sorry. The ghetto. Nobody is worse than Bill's Louisiana vampire accent. I, I, I cannot. It's bit. No, I can't. I can't do triple. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. let's see what else is on there. It's a lot of stuff. Oh, can I, well, can I recommend something? So, as okay. you guys know, I am subscribed uh-huh. to BET Plus. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, bring yeah. It on. I got to binge, binge the two shows. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, tell us. Tell us. On BET Plus, there is a program called Bigger, executive produced I'm by Will Packer. Here for it. I mean, um, this show is about people I know, apparently, um, from a certain website. <laughs> Ken, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> it's about um, 30-something Black people living in Atlanta um, who went to college together, but now they're grown and trying to live out their dreams and it's not quite working out for them. Um, but the show, it is, like, it's fun, it's goofy. Um, it's um, very much, like, they they do they do a whole lot of very, like, uh, what I'm trying to Unique takes on certain things, like for mm. like, there's like a one great early joke where like this girl, she's about to be engaged to her the most the most the corniest nigga to ever set foot onto a television screen ever in the history of television. Okay, um, so okay. she's cheating on him with this with with a dude that she met elsewhere. Um, um basically a big Brandon looking nigga, but straight. Um. And he he opens up. He takes his his pants down in the bedroom, and um, uh, birds and flowers and shit are animated flying out of his out of his pants as he does so. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. Ken, Ken, I saw this scene, and I, I guffawed. <laughs> <laughs> and the show only gets better from there. Like, there's one episode where they, because she eventually does decide to um, try to marry this this corny nigga for stability, and they go mm-hmm. to um, uh, an engagement party at his parents' house, and that's the best episode. Jesus Christ, them, that family, woo! Like black, get out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Um. I have to say I've seen a couple of scenes from this show. Shout out to the casting director. Um, the the young woman who's playing the lead. I will get you her name because is, because she she because I I posted I'm enjoying bigger and I don't know what BET's promotional budget is for this program or this is just Will Packer asking everybody to be on social media like he always does. But the entire cast and crew retweeted that tweet. And I appreciate y'all. Thank you for making this show. I really do appreciate y'all. But I hope I hope that y'all have marketing budget money. I really do. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them because she is she comes off really down to earth and real. And I can already see that she's going to be very relatable to a lot of people yes. in that demographic. I know that somebody who is exactly like her. Exactly. Looks like her, acts like her. I was I was terrified. Very <laughs> quick, three seconds, like, are you even stalking people I know? <laughs> yeah, the the other people on the show, they, they seem yeah. very much like, they feel very much like real, like, like people, of course, they have to be exaggerated a little bit because obviously this is right. you know, to make it interesting. But um, whilst Issa Rae is out here um, doing other projects to make to make money, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the photograph Watch. in theaters and Valentine's Day, her Lakeith Stanfield looks cute, <laughs> right? So whilst she's doing that, right? This and, can be your insecure. Also, this can be your insecure holdover, and so yeah. Yeah, her name is Tanisha Long, who plays the lead. She plays um, Lane Roberts, who owns a vintage um, clothing store she just opened in Little Five Points. Wow. <laughs> so here's the <laughs> so, And Fel- Felicia um, 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 Marie, I think her name pronounces, she's the creator of the show. And Tristan okay. Winger, who y'all know as either Baby Voice Darius or Thug Yoda from A Awkward Black Girl and Insecure, um, he is on this show as well, playing the cousin. Mm-hmm. Get money. Good job. So, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I want to check out this show, and yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out a way um, to 
to see more of this and and hopefully because I, I want to patronize this I, not patronize I want to be I want to give this show views right and whatnot because I really want them oh, to Christ. make more me. things like this so me. I I want to I want to get this and the thing was you know what I hate about this though what? is I hate that it's on a streaming service that doesn't have. Anything else um, that you want to watch? Like the yeah, the catalog is not. Now it has things I want to watch, so I'm not. I'm not saying that because I have it. But like you're saying that because like this is these aren't shows that you grew up on. These are shows I grew up on. So some of them I'm like rewatching and stuff and everything. Like, oh, like you know about College Hill and everything. Oh yeah, cool. Um, okay, College Hill. But oh, is there Brandon, else did you, you let it go past the seven day free trial? Yeah, I'm paying for it now. Oh. Nine ninety nine. What what other things that you that you yourself wanted to watch on this service? Um, there's Common View. There's you a bunch of movies. Um, there's what else? Um, but like TV, like series. Being Mary Jane, of course, which I think is okay. also on Netflix as well. Yeah, you can see that somewhere else. What what else? Uh, <laughs> are you interrogating me? Because I'm trying. I, I, to, I, I, I really to, like, I already got to watch the first Wires Club, and now I want to see the rest of Bigger as well. But like, I is I, it Martin? Is Martin on there? Martin is not on there, no. Martin are probably on HBO Max. We'll get to that. That's the, okay. I know it was coming on something. Um, okay. What's else? What is say? it? But the thing is this. This show should be on... I think this show should be on regular terrestrial BET instead of um, two shows that I watched the pilots of. Because I, I fell on the sword for y'all. Y'all are welcome. Ooh, yes, you did. I watched the pilot episodes of both The Oval and Sisters. Mm. The new Tyler Perry production. Christ, I forgot about this because I called because... Ali and I pointed. I I, I FaceTimed Ali and pointed the screen, my phone at the screen and let him watch some of these scenes. Latria, <laughs> I, I saw like Ken. I saw five yeah. seconds of a scene and I was like, "Oh, y'all are absolutely not doing this." Ken and Latria, y'all need to buy Brandon Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told him to go out there and do that. That was all we know. Right. Because he's out here working Mm-mm. for you. No, he, he, cho- he chose to walk that plane. He, 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 he is out here doing <laughs> the damn thing. That is not the you. Lord's work. Listen, I saw I saw that one scene on the Oval where it was. I'm guessing she's the daughter. She's the first daughter. She where yeah, and she was she was in a room with some dude, and she like got down on her knees. I said, "Oh no, we not." Yeah, she. I think he slapped her. So, oh. She's hitting on the but the butler's um son, and yeah. And, and, oh my god, and, he, and he's trying was, to get, yeah, all the Jesus Christ! And he tries Lord. to get away from her, ends up pushing her back. She she hits her head and, and falls. It, but it was so. Did she die? She didn't. She didn't die. Know, die. She died. She died. But what happens is the next scene, she gets up and she says that the butler's son raped her. Of course. But like it was so. It looked like the first rehearsal when you first get the script. Yeah, it's a run through. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is take, this is, this is take two. <laughs> so I, I was like, you know what? No, I'm not. Was well, this not. a Durville Martin production? No, don't no, do Durville. Tyler- But listen, Tyler Perry built all that shit out there. He built a, he built a fake White House. 
the largest, the largest movie, one of the largest I, movies. To be clear, he's not using it on himself. All of America. He, no, he built it not just for his own stuff. He built it to rent it out because uh, Paramount is there shooting Coming to America. Sony is there shooting Bad Boys Three, and y'all saw the that Democrat the Will Smith Convention. Yep, yeah, Convention. Had- and uh, yeah. Miss America. Miss America is going to be yeah. down there. All kinds of shit's going on over there. It's not just for him. But however, but I don't know he if he needs to sit and watch what they're doing and ask about equipment. Because listen, this program, I didn't watch the haves and the have-nots, so I guess it looks the same. Looks like it was shot Ooh, really? with, so? with, with, with soap opera cameras. Well, the have and the have-nots... Is, is is purposely a nighttime soap. Yeah, so and it's a, it's, it's a, a sitcom right? But it so is Empire. Me, right? Empire's a nighttime soap, but it's not yeah, filmed but, like... But Oval, but Oval is supposed but, to be... But, but, but the Oval Have and Have Nots is more of kind of like Young and the Restless. Like, it has that dreamy kind of look uh, like yeah, on it, purpose. The Oval so has the same actually, thing, so I guess that's what he's going but, for. But for oh. the Have and the Have Nots, it works, because that show is actually pretty good. Like, I've, I watched one season. I didn't... I haven't caught up in like years, but it was actually like it's not a bad show. The, this but show, because those people can act. First of all, <laughs> all the people in the have and have nots like can actually have receipts, oh, so they can act. Okay. The, but this, all right. the that se- five minutes of five seconds I shot, I, I was like, all right. I had to have that. I had to have some half nots mixed up with something else. Okay, the so, set yeah. decoration so, was so bad. Like the interiors, like there's one part where they where they supposed to be in a. Um, like a a, a part uh, airport bathroom where they're clearly just in the Tyler Perry Studios um, bathroom. <laughs> so like, here's so here's the problem too that I noticed when you when Brandon showed me the TV screen. Everything looks like it's made of cardboard. That's what I'm saying. Like the set decoration <laughs> is terrible. Everything looks brand fucking so new. That big old that big old White House he built don't look like. Well, that, I mean, you hardly ever see it. You're mostly inside. Like, their interior sets look like... They, you can tell their sets because they have not gone in and, like, done any aging to them. They, they, people, there are people who are agers and dyers in, in um, Hollywood who are paid to go in and make right. shit look older so it looks like it's been lived in. These floors look like... No, you could eat off the damn floor. It was so clean. This is, well, it's, if they're this union is... workers, <laughs> So that is why. Shit, I I nearly knocked over my microphone. (laughs) 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 She (laughs) lied. Woman of the people. (laughs) (laughs) She did lie. See, that's why he emailed me back. (laughs) He was like, I got your number. (laughs) It just looked so unprofessional, and the acting was so bad, and the writing was so bad. It was like he watched Scandal and decided that what if Kerry Washington was married to the white man? And but he could even write that. But that's what he's trying to go for. So here's the thing: I have a problem with the show looking like the parody shows that were featured on the Netflix shows that we like. <laughs> go like on dear white people. Like that's my problem. It looks like you know how dear white people had the parody of of, of scandal um, of scandal. That's what it looks like. But the people on that were purposefully acting bad because it's supposed to be make us laugh. But right. I have a feeling that this show, The Oval, I have a feeling that Tyler Perry wants us to take it seriously. I guess, but then there's, so, there's one scene where the butler's son's ex-wife, who is now in, in some sort of a Malachi York-ass cult, shows up in a full burqa trying to get their child back and take custody wait, because... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes. Kid, every part of that is true. And how I many swear. episodes have come out so far? Two. 
<laughs> and because he wants to bring her back, to bring the daughter. She, she, the mother wants to bring the daughter back to the cult because they're the, she's gonna be married to the leader of the cult. It's the Malachi York shit. Um, and Wait, so this is on the Oval. This is on the Oval. And so the grandmother is trying to keep the the, the, the paternal grandmother is trying to keep them taking the child. She literally starts yelling out, and niggas come in through the doors dressed in in robes and burkas. Just they just appeared. They they apparated into the frame. <laughs> oh my god! To stay to try to, to, to take the baby. I hollered because I was like, what 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 in black? Hell, I was I was too <laughs> I was too shocked to say anything. I just I just stood there with my mouth open. I yeah, was... you did. <laughs> Brandon, are you gonna keep watching it? No, my <laughs> Latria, my God lives. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> this has grieved the one true God. And then he got on like, did you see his like little Twitter thing? He got on there thanking people for like the ratings and watching. Oh yeah, the, the, show. the ratings were through the roof. Their their premiere and how episode. Happy he was. Yeah. and I was like, does he? I was like, does he live in a fantasy world? No, like, he, he don't. Really, he really thinks that, like this stuff is excellent. Uh, he no, he thinks people watched it because listen, uh, Watchmen series premiere got one point five million viewers, right? The Oval uh-huh. got two point nine. Now sit. Think about that for a second. I mean, that's a, <laughs> but that's the difference between watching it and liking it, though. <laughs> I guess I mean I, I agree, but like, but, listen. but I'm just wondering, like, does he really feel like this is good quality? Like, because you know, sometimes when you do stuff, you know when you drop the ball, right. on your own work, and sometimes but you just don't know. Never the person. once have yeah. I ever seen anything. Any kind of inclination that he was like, you know what, I could have done better. It's more so. Like, I felt this is that great. way when I this saw for colored girls. I felt like he was trying with for colored girls to do something better than he had before, even though it still wasn't good. But I felt like, at least from a, the point of the visuals and sort of kind of things that he was trying to do, I think he. But felt I'm like, saying, is there any kind of self awareness on his part that like this actually isn't that good? I don't know, and I don't like, know. If he just, I, I feel like, 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 like do I feel we, like, like he does not have that. <laughs> Have we ha, have there been interviews with Tyler Perry about this show to ask him like you know? Mm, this there have. I ain't watching and... that shit. You you want you, <laughs> no, you want to pull it up? You saying, no, no, no. But Brandon, I feel Brandon. like it would be let's, all. Let's, so, let's it would talk be all... seriously for a second because I know well, we're, we're clowning him. Well, but think about it though. Well, like well, he's he. You know, like the media loves him. So like black publications, like Essence loves him. So they're the not black gonna media give him, loves him. They're yeah. They're not going to give him hardball questions like that. Right. Well, they, I think they want the interviews. But I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know what what yeah. like I want to know. We will never know. Nancy Nancy is elderly. But obviously, I mean, Tyler Perry right now is coasting on his goodwill and not his talent and yes. his business acumen. Because he's like a good person. I mean, so Brandon Hush. <laughs> I was I, 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 my, yes. I couldn't even yes. get it out. Yes. My mouth you couldn't, was you open. couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear my, it coming out of the coming out of him. My, my, my Harriet senses went off. Okay, so I saw. I saw. Yeah. You saw a vision of me opening my mouth and saying, "Izzy," because I was just about to say. That. Uh, also, sisters. But go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. What I did want to also say real quick. Sisters is even. It's not as bad, but it's also not even just interesting. It's basically Noah's Ark, but with straight women. 
So, so the not Sex in the City, but just straight, 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 but Noah's Ark. Like, it's distinctly something Patrick Ian Polkish about that program. Yeah. Can DeVale... Can I don't DeVale know. Patrick Ian Polk actually wrote some of, um... What's Me that show? Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. The acting was sort of kind of just okay from everybody. So it was more, was so it was more kind of just... So it was more kind of boring. It wasn't It was like acting. mush. It, might, it, was, it was not good acting, but it was not terrible <laughs> acting. Okay. Yeah. What about the plot? Is the plot bad? Is it good? There was Is no it damn plot. Bad? It was like some random shit happened to these four women and none of it had, none of it had any connection to each other. Oh. Can it, I just... Can we... Why is he going to so, make a show wait, about... Wait, wait, wait. Why, I have a why couldn't he have made, like, the brothers? Like, why does it always have to be women? Latria, make a show Latria, about men Latria, having issues. Latria. Latria. Like, stop acting like all these women are oh, going to get a man. Brandon, watch. I'm wait, Brandon, I don't wait, hear him. Wait, Latria. Before Brandon, Brandon, no. watch what you say. I am not listening. Watch <laughs> what just... you say. Okay, I will because say it's it. Because it's not difficult. Because it's not difficult for a, a private eye. I'm just sick and tired of all these shows being like, oh, the women, oh, you focusing on your career and, you know... You know, you need to be focusing on finding love. A man. Okay, but can you not talk to your fellow men folk? And why does it always have to be sisters? Why does it have to be women? And I am just saying, annoying. I want Brandon to be very careful <laughs> with his answer because it's not that difficult to hire a PI to come after us. So come fuck. on, Brandon. I, I, I can't ask your question. I can't do it. This is the Say Something Nice podcast. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm stymied right now. <laughs> so I'm literally like, I can say so many things. I can say so many things. But, it's but, just, it just but annoys you, me. But God blocked better, it. God blocked it. Better, <laughs> not let, let people on other media have their word about it. <laughs> Point oh. Latria in the direction, but don't say it yourself. Oh yeah, I, I, mean, I, 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 I will, I say, I will say he's yeah. I will say he's not the only one that does this, but for some reason he just he does love to have like most of his films is always about women and their relationship issues. And it's like it's like they're not in these relationships alone. He claims because he hung out with his mom and her friends when they were talking about men. So that's sort of kind of where a lot of this stuff originates from. That's that's does. his official answer. I have a question uh, about... Uh, does Tyler Perry okay. have siblings? Yeah. Wait. I don't know. I feel like maybe... I feel like that would be... I feel like he... Or maybe has, he don't fool with them. Let me see. Let me ask Google Isha. Let me see what she's saying. Tyler Perry. Emmett Perry Jr. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it go? Early life... Oh, he was born in Nolens. He has three siblings. Oh. Does he talk to them? I don't know. Oh, he could... Oh, he... Okay. Is this true? He attempted suicide? Oh, yeah. Tyler Perry had a rough go of it as a child. He know. hated his spot. That's why he changed his name when he became an adult. Oh, he got a GED? I didn't know that either. Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a GED. GEDs are important. <laughs> no, I just, I didn't know he didn't finish high school. I just, I didn't know. Uh, given his sort of kind of like his life story, that doesn't surprise me. He probably ran away from home. What Tria you... and her Googles are hilarious. I know, right? <laughs> I, should, I should just have like a podcast where I'll just like Google random things and find my reaction I, to it. Like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> 
That would be the new ARSRM. Yeah, can can you just give me something and be like, oh, I need you to look this up. I, I would just say this. Um, go look to, go look to YouTube. up tentacle porn in anime. <laughs> no, y'all should have seen me. Like seriously, after watching it, I when I tell you, I was looking up Doctor Manhattan, and I went down that rabbit hole, and then it started talking about Green Lantern and stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, just stick to the show that I need to know about. Like, I don't. <laughs> right. want, I don't need to know that this character like cross dimensions into all these other. I'm not watching Green Lantern. I'm watching Watchmen. So I need to know who he is and Vo- right. Vate, however you say his name. V- yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know all that. All right. right. Um, Ken, are there any other shows we didn't cover yet that you've seen? Um, I, wa- I finished Carnival Row. Okay. Um, I feel like the I show... I still have not. <laughs> I feel like the show finished stronger than it started. Um, I mean, of course, it was a little lull and like the little twists and surprises. I mean, the, the came the end. It makes me excited for season two oh, more than okay. what came at season one. But I felt like the show Good. was not what I thought it was going to be. It was more or less a family slash slightly political th- thriller with some racial undertones. Mm-hmm. And by undertones, right. I mean the show is all about race, racial issues. All about their race, about their race. race. Pretty much. No, <laughs> no um, gender. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's. Um, so I I finished that. I don't. I, it's been a minute since I watched it. Of course, Ken. I've been watching Titans. Hold I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Ken. Ken, towards the end of Carnival Row that season. All right, I know what you're talking about. Wait, do I need to like take my headphones off? So. No, no, Latria, because you've caught into that part too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two characters decide that they're going to make that a thing, mm-hmm. make themselves a thing, and mm-hmm. I, I have. I have yeah. a problem. Riding Miss Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, driving, riding Miss Daisy. Sorry, wrong movie. Can I have a problem with that? Why? Because I feel, I feel like as if it's it's almost it leaves it opens the door just a crack mm-hmm. to the fetishization of POC. Um. And a little bestiality. Of course, the show doesn't. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely bestiality. But they, okay. had, but that Where's scene it? was handled with so well, like it really could have been played a little over the top, but they made it work. Because when he took off them pants and you saw them legs, I'm like, "Ooh, this is scary." Yes, like, but I'm like, I'm like, hope, and I'm, I'm like, because this is two seconds away from being some hentai shit, and I am not here for that. Amazon. <laughs> Listen, because I'm and I'm trying. I'm. I really, I really did try, Ken. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this that the this white woman, she was vehemently racist towards yes. this particular character, and then she she became enamored with him because of how. How quote unquote he was one of the quote unquote good ones, and she sees him as not just that, but how exotic he is. Oh, this I didn't really get that. grinds. But Ken, she's coming off the way she talks about when she talks with him. It, and don't, no, no, don't get me wrong. He does, he does question it. Like he himself, the character does say, like, hey. I'm not one of your, like you know, like a like a, a, a thing that you marvel at. Yeah, 
But that doesn't make what she's doing, what her thought process is, it, it, it makes me uncomfortable, Ken, is what I'm trying to say. And I just, oh. and I wondered what you thought about it. Like, did you think that was like fine? Or do you see like, do you think this was a, this was an okay so far? Or is it, is, do you think it's a, it might be a slight misstep? Like maybe they, sh- they should do work in the second season to correct that, to make it, to make the quote unquote infatuation really be love for the person and the character that he is. Like, what do you think? I feel like they, I don't feel like they have to do a correction. That didn't come across to me. Um, I was more offended that this felt like a cliche that was going to happen. Um, and I was mad I didn't see it coming a mile away. Um, but, so let me tell you how I saw it, right? Okay. Because I told Latria from the moment that guy moved in next door, I told mm-hmm. Latria, Latria, if this show puts <laughs> him with her, <laughs> I'm going to get on Messenger, message you and yell and shout. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh shit, I know you're all about to do this. But anyways, okay, Ken, I think, you know what? Because you you read it that way, I am going to try my best. I'm going to watch the second season if it comes up, and I am going to look at it through this way instead, mm-hmm. through the way you explain. And I'm going to see if I can enjoy the show because it made me feel very uncomfortable. It was like, yeah, it's getting a little fetishy here. Yeah, it, the it, whole show is just an allegory for race. It Racism. is, it, which it, more or less kind of like it's like, oh, we can't. We're, this is our way of talking about race, but not but getting away with it for white audiences. Right. Um, you may be sensitive to this. Because um, you, you, you know they like their pets more, so... Stop it. But, um, I... Mm, overall, I mean, I thought it, I thought the C series probably a B minus. I didn't think... I think it still needs work. It didn't, it didn't grasp my attention fully like I wish it did. Um... But overall, I mean, I felt it was okay. I hope it does get a second season. Uh, I was about to talk about... I'll check out second season. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to talk about Titans. Um, Mm -hmm. Titans continues to impress me and be better than it should be, even on this budget. Um, This last... uh, It's like it it circumvents a lot of the the suspected tropes of, uh, like, TV... Not only um, superhero shows, but TV shows. And they stop just before it gets corny. Um, mm. And this last episode where everybody's like, it's the, it's kind of like almost that cliche. Ooh, we're breaking up because somebody withheld something and we can't trust you anymore. And then, but they, they use this episode as a, an, an excuse to really do some little vignettes with each one of the characters and examine them mm. and talk about their misgivings and their failings um, and how they have like, uh, you know, you're trying to be holier than now when you had some new shit too. Um, so, and I just think the acting, the writing, everything is just really coming together well. And I'm, I'm excited about, I'm wondering what's going to come next episode. So. I watched, I started watching season two as well. I finished all season one and I started watching season two as well. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, just a couple of small little things. Uh, they're like, CGI budget is I I have no problem with that at all. 
because man, uh, Wonder Girl's whip. Shit. Yeah. Wait, wait, sorry, I was turned down. Sorry. Uh, Trigon looked great when he was walking. Um, I'm sorry. After that, that first episode was shit. Yeah, like yeah, don't, don't worry about, about that. Then, just don't worry about that. Don't when he was that. walking and they started um, dollying the camera at the same time, that's mm-hmm. where I was like. Ooh, child to ghetto. <laughs> okay. Well, right, you fine, you talked extensively fine. about that last week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I have to agree with that. But but other than that, though, the other stuff that happens, I I like like I said, I'm pointing out one particular thing in like her whip. Man, I freaking I freaking love how they've done that. It just looks really good. And I love her character too. Um second. The Jericho character. Wow. <laughs> like because the Jericho character really is non-binary, this. right? Uh no, the character isn't. The actor is. Okay, okay. Yeah, the actor is. Um I love this character. I, I really do, uh, as well. And I I kind of this this team, this motley crew, it's they're they're really growing on me, is is what I'll say. Uh they're really growing on me. So um I know when the show started, I was like, this "You is hated it." I was like, it's just, yeah. I, I was like, "Man, the show is doing too much." And then it grew on me towards the end of that season, and now I'm watching it, and I don't know what happened, but stuff, things, I I see things differently now, and I am on board. I am going to continue watching Titans. Right. Brandon, are you have you are you all caught up, Brandon? I'm not caught up. Um, I'm, I'll catch up. I'm catching up slowly on Titans. Okay. Uh, anything else, Ken? No, that's it. Um, Holly Robinson Pete wants y'all to know she sent her child to stand in line at Popeyes for her. Uh, we were recording this for the future. Um, the day the Popeyes fried chicken sandwich came back to the she restaurant. She did that the last. She did that the last time. She, too. she did. She, yeah, because I follow I follow her on Instagram, and she's. I think it was her middle son, not the youngest one, but the next one, the older. He got dressed. She, like, she was like in her car, and she was like, "Yep, he went in there." I think it's Roman is the one. Um, not the autistic yeah. one. Yeah, no, 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 not RJ, but I think the one that's like the right after him. Um, yes, yeah, okay. him in the last time, and was like, he's still in there, <laughs> like I a black it. mama. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead on to um, well, one new se- segment. 